Welcome back to the State of the Heart podcast, a podcast where myself and Wadika H discuss the lore of Kingdom Hearts. How you going, man? Doing good. Finally, or ex- <laughs> finally, excited to finally be like getting this done. I think it's like, what, the fifth time that we've gotten interrupted? We've had a couple of false starts. Yeah, we've had a couple of <laughs> false starts. So that's okay. We're pushing so, forward. We're soldiering on. <laughs> yeah. Apologies um, for the delay, but we're, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about the, the discussion points that we got lined up. Yeah, so today we were hoping to talk a little bit more about Missing Link, and then basically right as we went to start recording, um, a couple hours earlier, uh, the new cutscenes were updated for Dark Road in version 5.0.1, and we thought, oh, perfect, that's a nice little segue from the previous episode into the next one anyway, so we might go over a few of those. Um, Before we touch on that, though, we were going to briefly go over just some feedback from the past episode. Um, We got a really, like, a ton of positive feedback, and that was really, 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 really appreciated. Um, we weren't going to like cover every single comment, but apart from just to say that it was um, extremely kind of you guys, were you were, again, very positive and receptive to this yeah. sort of podcast, so it was very encouraging. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. But just a couple of comments in particular that I guess were like um, conducive to the discussion. Uh, there was one by as a friend, Cyan Drake, um, mm-hmm. and there were a couple other people that sort of commented along this line, but... Yeah, I essentially had no idea how time actually worked in uh, in Sleeping Beauty with Maleficent and Aurora. Um, so I've actually gone back and watched the episode, uh, the whole movie since, <laughs> just so I have right. a better. Well, so skip through it a little bit, but um, <laughs> just so I had a better understanding of the way time works in that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think I even realized uh, exactly when that was taking place in Dark Road. Uh, yeah, like how the comment was saying, it's like it was the curse when she was an infant uh not you know the whole putting the everybody to sleep kind of thing or aurora to sleep yeah yeah so for context in the last episode i think i was talking about um the the time difference between dark road and birth by sleep and i think i was saying that it was only a relatively very very short amount of time um, right even though obviously xehanort's aged whatever you know 75 85 whatever amount of t- the amount of time it is from his point of view um and I was thinking that the world itself had only aged a very short amount of time as well, but that's not the case. Right. Um, you could argue that it's been at least 16 years for the world itself. Like if the Dark Road upperclassmen got to Enchanted Dominion at the time when um, Maleficent first, well, sorry, when the fairies first took Aurora from the castle when she was literally still a baby, mm-hmm. then it would could, you know, it could be about 16 years until the events of Birth by Sleep happen. Right. And she's right. just been put under the spell. And the entire castle has been put to sleep. Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could argue with that. I think what you were saying, Ray, is like time works differently, is was your original argument, which yeah. I, I, I think I was kind of behind. But yeah, after that explanation from the other, or from uh, Francis and Drake and a couple other people like you mentioned, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that 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 makes more sense. <laughs> it's just a bit cleaner, like, because yeah. it's sort of a riding crutch at the moment where it's like, oh, yeah, time just works however we need it to work. So that they can yeah. interact with whatever characters we need them to interact with. And I was saying it was just, oh, it's very, very convenient that, <laughs> you know, it seems like barely any time has passed at all. But, you know, a ratio yeah. of about 16 years passing in this world to about 85 in the real world. Not that I have any other point of reference, but I'm like, okay, that's, yeah, I can, yeah. I can live with that. That's pretty good. Right, right. Um, yeah. Then... Some... Yeah, go on. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, moving on to Yidus yeah. Anidus, we had another commenter. Um you know, just just talking about the differences between Ericus's and Yensid's and I, yeah, and Odin's, yeah. Um, Mark mastery exam. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think you had a couple of thoughts on that. Um, yeah. So the comment basically talked about um, the idea that Yensid's, sorry, uh, that Ericus's task was like far, far, far too easy, um, and mm-hmm. was kind of the, uh, and that makes Master Odin's the outlier in terms of marker mastery exams. But I sort of feel like Ericus's was the was the outlier, not Odin's, because if you think like. The real mark of mastery, I feel like, like Aqua obviously did pass hers and was fully made a master, which is fine. Yep. And even though people do like to meme on the, you know, hit ball to pass <laughs> test, I think the true <laughs> test was when Aqua and Terra battled each other and Terra couldn't yeah. keep his darkness in check. But then yeah. Ericus offers him the chance to be like, okay, go out and explore the worlds, search for the missing master Xehanort, and mm-hmm. should you return, you know, when you return, you know, essentially, you know, I'll make you a master then if you're successful. Right. Which is much more similar to, and again, goes into 3D. It's very similar as well to um, Sora and Riku's from Dream Drop Distance, as well as the upperclassmen's, and to a, to an extent, the lowerclassmen's from, um, you know, from 3D and Dark Road, respectively, where they have to go embark on a journey through various worlds to either learn something new or find something hidden that's been lost. You know, either it's the, um, you know, the even though the, the test was to broaden their horizons... Um, Hoda felt like that the, well, Balder and Ericus felt like the test itself was the mark of mastery. Like, sorry, the, the exploration, the preparation for the test was the mark of mastery. And obviously in the case of Sora and Riku and Dream Drop Distance, literally exploring the worlds, unlocking the seven sleeping keyholes and then coming back was their mark of mastery. So it's really only, like in that case, it's very, very similar to Ericus's test for Terra. And um, yeah, Ericus's test with aqua and terra is the only early outlier right in that scenario yep uh and then we had one more commenter uh catter 003 and they said uh in recoded it's shown that sword's ability to take the hurt in his heart to feel closer to the people is what sets him apart and yes i i definitely agree with that and i wanted to highlight this because yes recoded is a very important uh entry to the series and people that think it's uh not important um are wrong and yeah <laughs> that, that, yeah <laughs> that's why you like that comment was it <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i understand now um we had sort of talked about the idea that obviously Sora is quite empathetic um and it's interesting i mean he, he shares a lot of qualities with xehanort and with boulder as well like where if you had to see semi see into people's hearts um and there was one huge parallel between, well, that was, I saw a lot of people drawing, which was that um, Xehanort like clenches his chest at one point during Dark Road, and I'll see if I can find it. Um, but he sent, essentially goes ahead and is feeling like a lot of pain um, when it's first revealed that uh, Balder has, you know, gone evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were thinking that could be very similar to the way that Sora reacts um during the arendelle world during the frozen world right Um, right so i'm just showing that on screen now um i do think they're like yeah at the time if you didn't know the context of that scene you might think that and i guess you could still read it like that but i guess in hindsight it feels more like like hoda is within xehanort and like she is reacting at that point because even like looks down in a bit of surprise at his own heart and it's like what the heck oh this must be her i think yeah what you were saying is like, right, they can sense the darkness. But I think it's more that, you know, 
they're you know empathetic right they're they're feeling what the other person's feeling and as is with Hoder and balder and then with sora and elsa right i think so i think so i mean yeah we, we can't know for sure i guess but um, Unless oh right because got... right because more it's more sora is connected with anna who's just got hurt by elsa right. so he's like right he's, he's literally feeling that hurt yeah yeah um, as opposed to, yeah, I think in this case, Xehanort is more not necessarily connected to Boulder as much. He's more literally harboring Hoda's heart and that is making her feel like that's what's making. It's exactly. her reaction and he's having yeah. a visceral reaction to that. You know, the same way that Sora would, you know, have a tear running down his cheek um, when Roxas sees, you know, the Twilight Down trio and he's Sora right, doesn't really yeah. understand why he's crying, but he feels sad all of a sudden. Like, yeah, um, I think it's more analogous to that. Which again, it still goes along with the idea I mean, that it's they're still, similar, yeah. right? Empathetic, it is just... still like the empathetic thing. Yeah, but I think in a different, a little bit different context. I think than exactly what they were saying. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, I think we'll we'll try and do this each episode. Like, if there are comments that we think provoke discussion, um, sort of go ahead and try and highlight those and and sort of add our thoughts to them because yeah, yeah. it's what we love doing. We do really love discussing. All things Kingdom Hearts. Um, <laughs> and especially why Recoded is, you know, really integral <laughs> to the series. So if you guys have positive Recoded comments to leave, you know, we might we might just pick those again. <laughs> our Recoded <laughs> apologists for the H everyone. No, it's I do I do like it as a game. I think we I think we have got it on our board already as like a discussion point that Yes. I have it on I wanna discuss that. <laughs> our Recoded as a game. <laughs> The movie, all right. I can see why. All right, and I, I think the same thing with like Days. Like, I think people's only experiences are with those two movies, Days and Recoded. Um, so I feel like you just kind of miss out on the experience of the game to like I don't know solidify like why it actually was a good experience. It's almost like the Kingdom Hearts equivalent of like, oh, the book is way better than the movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No. No. Like literally. Yeah. I mean, they're never um, going to have enough time to. <laughs> we're gonna do an episode of this we're gonna do an episode of this all right yeah yeah <laughs> all right but today's topic though was uh we wanted to look forward at missing link and sort of talk about some various things about that um uh, so uh but before that we wanted to kind of go through the new scenes with dark road of course we right did. yeah right awesome awesome because <clears throat> yeah i think we were literally about to like sit down and record the missing link and then it was like hey the new cutscenes are out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we were. <laughs> that's exactly what was going to happen. Um, so I've got it basically pulled up here. Mm-hmm. I because we'll start at the yes. very start, right? The chronological. And again, these are all the ones that have been discovered so far um, through a mix of, I guess, myself. Um, the main one I saw, I guess, Kingdom Hearts Insider had a thread, and I did pull some from there. And then I saw mm-hmm. Keynote, who had noticed the music had changed in. Um, the, the magic mirror, magic fight, mirror right? fight yeah and even though i made a mistake in my text um yeah cause <laughs> I, that's the it is a shame about dark road that you can't replay all the fights not that i guess anyone except an idiot like me would yeah. really want to but um for literally just for, for footage capturing reasons it is kind of a shame right. you can't replay like you can never fight it is an odd boss. decision like, yeah because they they are segmented in, into missions so it's not like you couldn't replay a mission right like like with kingdom hearts union cross right like yeah. you, you could play all through the missions but this one was like now nah, you can only play it once 
which was interesting. I guess in the and and with Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, it is kind of like, you know, you're reliving these dreams. So maybe that was their cause for letting you replay missions. I suppose, but maybe they just didn't want to design a new <laughs> like mission interface, and you know, yeah. at that point, if you're gonna have replayability, you need to have a reason to have replayability. So with some sort of collectible or some sort of three star ranking, you can achieve whatever, whatever, whatever. Like yeah, and they just enough. didn't want to add any of that in. I assume. Yeah, and I guess to make it more distinct as well from Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Yeah, potentially. Um, but yeah, I think probably the main thing... Well, let's start at the start, I suppose. They went out of their way to completely redo the opening. Um, whereas in the past, you had this image of the default, I suppose what you would call the default male character, this guy mm-hmm. in his little yellow jumpsuit. Um who was going through all the various Disney worlds. And then the final shot is of the Keyblade graveyard where, um, he sort of looks up at Ephemer and has got tears running down his cheek. Um, yeah. which then opens up into, you know, then transitions into Xehanort in exactly the same pose with basically exactly the same tears running down his cheek. Um, and so that released, for I guess people, um, maybe who weren't following the mobile games, um, Mm -hmm. that released prior to the ending of Union Cross. So when the ending of Union Cross came out, it seemed like, oh, okay. Even further evidence to the fire, like Union Cross never said it explicitly, but when they said, you're going to be reborn as someone new. And then you see these shots of this blue clothed guy holding this baby and you see the baby grow up. Then you see the old person in blue fall over and then you see two more shots of Zayna on their own. It's like, oh, okay, well, the implication is that we're getting reborn into Xehanort. And then you look back at the opening of Dark Road and that seems even more confirmed where it's like, yeah, we're having these literal parallels. When you when you start Dark Road, you get to name your character in exactly the same way. And, you know, why would you name it something different, I guess? Like, why wouldn't you just call yourself the same name yeah. you're already using in Union Cross? Um, and not to add, like, fire to your argument, because I think we disagree a bit, which we're going to discuss. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But I think at the end of Kingdom Hearts Union Cross as well, you there is like the scene of the heart, like kind of doesn't it like come into Xehanort? Like doesn't it float down into him, or am I misremembering that? Uh, no. You mean the the heart of the player when when the yeah. blue coat person falls down, or you mean like the player the keys? No, I feel like at the end of Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, right? Like you're heart, you're hugging your cheerithy, right? And then you like let your heart go. And I thought the heart was like I thought it like plant like it panned black. And then you see your white heart, and then like as it's like floating down, it like fades into young Xehanort waking up on the beach with tears. Or am I like totally uh, misremembering uh, that scene? Yeah, no. <laughs> it just sort of like okay. you're in a fully white background, and it just sort of disappears off to the right. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> that's really weird because I could swear that that's <laughs> happened. Okay, but anyway, so then I retract that. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah, this scene right here. And I maybe mean, yeah, to be totally off. <laughs> Sports for the new cross, but yeah, we sort of flash this forward. This is also an amazing scene. I love it. Yeah, this it it haunted me for weeks and it still kinda does. Yeah. Like I still get a little bit just I don't know, off center when I like Yeah. Yeah, so these are the scenes we saw. So we see this flash forward into a quote unquote the new life that we were gonna melt into. So it's 
five, I think mm-hmm. five distinct shots. It's one, two, three. And then obviously right. Blue Cloak falls over. And then two more shots of this guy <laughs> alone <laughs> waking up. And yeah, being completely without the player who's now been dead for a while now. I'm just going to say player because it's like, well, that's who now is in canon, yeah, no matter yeah. what my stupid headcanon says. Um, and we seem really content. I thought it was like, here. Yep, great, awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna fade away in a second, and our heart's gonna float off to the right. Um, okay. I guess for anyone, sorry, watching, the, sorry, consuming this as oh, an audio, audio format. Um, yeah. uh, for the video format, I'm trying an experiment where I'm pulling up the cutscenes while I'm talking to you about them, so you can see what I'm talking <laughs> to for reference. Um, so if anyone is watching audio only uh, and you do want to see what I'm talking about, if we talk about a scene specifically. Um, like in this case right here where the heart kind of floats away to the right a little bit and then just up and then the credits roll. Ah, okay. Um, Why did I... Okay, I must have <laughs> dreamed that. Because I swear, I swear to you that I wasn't... I, that's so weird. Okay. It's, and it's not after the credits that nope. Xehanort wakes up on the beach? That's nope. so strange. No, no, no. No, you don't see Xehanort again. Okay. The anyway, post-credits so is okay. um, Brain waking up. And right. The yes. Now you're with, right. With Sigurd. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's so strange. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it's like the first thing to talk about. I. I I don't mind it either way. I feel like it makes a lot more sense. If, I don't know, for missing link, it's like okay, great. Yeah, we're reborn into essentially the player gets another life, and the missing link right. protagonist is going to be player again in a sense it's player's second lifetime which is great and meta and everything i just i can't look at this without thinking it's a wreck like it's a change decision i feel like the original intention and i know yeah. you disagree on this which is good yeah. i want to i want to <laughs> debate it with you i feel yeah, like the yeah. original intention was that okay union cross is ending but there's already an install base here we've already rebooted the game once from unchained key into union cross and it did send me work the game got, you know, for a mobile game, a pretty long life, about six years, ignoring the fact that it's already had a life as Kingdom Hearts Key, in a sense, and then came over to mobile phones. Can we literally get the paddles out and jolt this thing one more time? Can we call it Dark Road and imply that, oh, no, it's still you. You're still the player. You're still important. You're just in Xehanort now. You, Xehanort is reborn as the player. Sorry, the player is right. reborn as Xehanort. And we'll tell this big, long story with Dark Road the same way we did with Union Cross, It'll be a huge source of, you know, it's still a continuing source of monetization for us, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then it flopped. And it just, we can talk about why Dark Road just flopped as a concept in its own episode if we want to, but it just simply didn't yeah. work. Um, I mean, in my mind, because why, there's no reason to monetize it unless you are, <laughs> with all due respect, that one idiot who would post these videos on Facebook of like, here I am spending hundreds of dollars just to get the new card in Dark Road. Like, there was no yeah. competitive ladder. And even when there was, they added it in way too late. I, yeah. And they did it wrong. It was never going to be monetized. Okay, and I, I think we disagree on that too. Because I think we had to... We had, it was either me or you or me and, and Jason. But I remember discussing the mechanics behind why it should have worked, but why it didn't. But we can we can discuss that in our other video. <laughs> <laughs> we can um, wrap into this one now. I mean, I think... I like the idea of a Tower of Trials. It just fundamentally 
to me was stupid because it wasn't it was only dependent on when you woke up and completed the content if it was timed within itself so it doesn't matter when you start it you've got a week okay complete this in the best possible time then submit your time and you can replay it if you want to therefore adding to the replayability of it and adding to the reason why you'd want to buy more cards to try and get better at your score whatever you know go ahead and tie that in with a you know, with a weekly, sh- oh, this card's available. It's going to be good against the final boss, blah, 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 blah. Right, You right. could have monetized that way better, except, I mean, it was great for me because at 3 p.m., here's the new tri- Tower of Trials. <laughs> Go ahead and play it. Like, I was always like yeah. top 50 or whatever. But for anyone else in the world, it sucked. <laughs> it was like, right, okay. right. But the only reason, I, I and this is, I think we, right, the only reason that worked or why people were getting it done so quickly was because they were exploit the game right like you'd hit the pause button see which cards to line up unpause tap them and pause it again right i don't think that was right if you didn't have that fast reaction time i don't feel like you could have been able to complete the challenge uh without you know spending money and buying cards and stuff so i feel like that was a really big exploit that was used that then took away people spending money on the game right because then there is no incentive to buy more because you can kind of just i mean right but you would have to get lucky and get you know good cards but i think the for the main people right that already had the good setup or the lucky people you know you just had to exploit it to to get to the top because i think i feel like right the release time was bad or you know not well thought out because right if it's at like your 3 p.m that would be at my like i don't well, know right now 7 11 a.m or something mean... oh, oh well, yeah but when i was back in states yeah yeah because um, I remember it being a bit, you know, I had to wake up pretty early to get it or stay up late. Um, but I feel, I feel like, you know, they they made it more like, you know, people aren't going to do this because there's no way you can, you know, hit the cards that fast and still get the multiplier. Mm. But I I can see the whole like you know time trial sense like that would make a little bit more sense of like how fast you could complete it. But I think right wasn't it however high you got you could go back to that spot so like if you died you would start from that spot again yeah yeah so i think i really think it was more of like you know if the x point wasn't there it it would have really Hmm. helped that that scenario i do see it and i guess they were trying to be more analogous to the coliseum from union cross which is completely offline right and it was like right you just fight increasingly more difficult enemies but eventually yeah. you're going to cap out. Eventually you will reach your strength cap. There's nothing really you can do about it aside from spending resources. And it's yeah. not timed because it's just, it's a difficult challenge. And and I think it's like a step above the Coliseum, right? Because it would be, you'd have like six turns to go and then it would be the enemies. So they had to do this like massive attack that would force you to use, you know, your, your revive or your pet revive. Um, essentially yeah you get i mean 18 moves or whatever i guess not including supernovas yeah. because yeah you'd, you'd have the two revives one from the pet right one from second chance. Yeah. um so i feel like this is like a, a better version of that you know because it's like you know it's like a constant like the enemy is always attacking and you got to get your moves in quick and strategize while you're also thinking on the fly mm. but then yeah just the pause let me think about this for five minutes or not five minutes right but you know i feel like that really did change how that was played and i don't know as a developer like if somebody's exploiting my game already like I, it's such a big design right decision i don't know if you can change it that late in the game especially because i don't think it was even in-house that they were developing it um 
But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't know yeah. enough about it. I mean, I I feel like I was doing the exploit, if you want to call it that, quite early on, <laughs> like almost immediately. I um, think a lot of people, yeah. I guess my counter I mean, to that would that, be like... Wouldn't it be an exploit, though? I mean... I mean, it's... You could feasibly do it that fast. It's not consistently, right? Like, if you were quick enough with your wits, you could be like, all right, color, color, color. Like, with enough practice, like you could get good one, enough. right? Like, I don't know if you could do that that quick. I mean, because I would, I would pause... Because I was still racing anyway, right? Like, the longer you paused with the, the competition set the way that it was, the longer you paused, you, potentially the worse you were going to do in the rankings because, you know, like... Somebody else could pause buffer faster. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you're still trying to get your time in as quickly as you possibly could. Um, I don't think I ever made, like, top 10 or got, like, a reward for it because, like, someone, you know, people always beat me um, to the yeah. very, very top. So, like, it wasn't... I wasn't pausing for very long and being like, all right, let me plan my move. It was just quick pause, find three colors, okay, zoom, unpause again. Um, okay. So I was only really giving myself, like, just I'm only speaking for me, just a slight amount right, of right. advantage. Um but yeah, I mean, I grant you, it was definitely an advantage over someone that wasn't doing that. I guess my counter yeah. would be, I think they used the Dark Tide as the final boss, like two times, Demon Tide, um, like two times in a row without buffing it. And it's like, if they were so concerned about us exploiting the game, wouldn't they just buff the enemy a little bit more to the point where, because like, I wouldn't even beat it every single time. It wasn't like mm-hmm. a guarantee that I'd win. Like, I, again, I was free to play and yeah, I could do it in no small part thanks to the pause buffering but um it wasn't guaranteed and it took me a few tries so wouldn't they just make it like i don't know slightly stronger again to the point where i couldn't pause buffer my way through it or that now you're just alienating a huge section of the population and you're just pissing everybody yeah. off yeah because, i don't know right, you got to balance it in the way right because if you're you can't make a boss because right at that point, then you'd be balancing the boss for the pause buffer as opposed to just straight gameplay. Right. Because right, if you're not pause buffering, then I don't know. For when I'm playing it normally, yeah. And maybe I'm just bad with colors <laughs> and like <laughs> knowing which cards do what actions. I'm like, you know, getting blue, green, and blue, or like red, red, green, or something like. Right. You know, I'm I'm not really good at it, but uh, you know, that could be user error. <laughs> like I guess you could right, you could train yourself to know which card is like their action going to be by the the card and then just match the colors which saying it out loud sounds easier but my brain can't work that fast i guess <laughs> i suppose my I suppose my overall point is that like at the end of the day it still wasn't enough of an incentive for people to spend money on dark road like yeah if you're only and i literally do mean only well i guess earning bp faster than the other guy but who cares? Like we met, we all maxed out levels pretty damn quickly. Yeah, it was never really an issue. It was literally just yeah, yeah. Who gets the rewards for this Tower of Trials mode, which were kind of eh rewards anyway, compared to the resources it would take to be the first person to get there. Yeah, like you couldn't click on my profile. I guess you could. Yeah, okay. Once the tower was added in, you could then click on my profile and see what cards I used to beat the tower. Right. Um, but that was like the only method of actually seeing another player. I, sw- I imagine a large part of these gotcha things is showing off the stuff that you've got, right? Like, isn't that showing exactly. that's half the yeah. point? You know, you customize your avatar because it's all oh, it's a special cosmetic <laughs> that only I got during this event or because I paid for it. I paid a premium for it and I get to feel like I'm 
you know, yeah. in this sense, superior to the free-to-play players, which is what drives the gacha economy in the first place. And it I think by the time PvP. they added it in, it was just... Well, yes, of course, and, and PvP as well, yeah. And by the time they added this one small mode in, it was... I just... I still think it was overwhelmingly flawed. Like, regardless of... I Yeah, like yeah, I agree. The, the whole time release is just... It's, it's crazy. Like, you only get one shot at it. And it's whoever submits a time, whoever completes it the fastest. That's crazy yeah. for a competitive mode. Like, and I think that's because of like Kingdom Hearts Union Crosses. Because I feel like right, I think we discussed this a long time ago, back when I was like, uh, you know, doing some uh, work on that like Metal View or whatever. But like the the schedule of their releases, like if that like had any kind of qualm, like if they had to do like an update. Or so, like it seemed like the entire service went down and they had to like spend like the next two or three days working on it to make it release again like it seemed very unstable with how they were releasing patches and updates to it um and i i had a point that i was gonna <laughs> to gonna make with that but i feel like yeah any kind of update they would make to dark road would oh right right like changing the update schedule Right when they release that that tower of um, challenges or whatever, like I don't think they could physically change to be like to release on everybody's like three p.m. or something, or like make it you know based on when you completed it, like when you started it, minus the time when you completed it. I mean, because it was such a brittle Union Cross itself had missions though they were they weren't that often but every now and then we'd have an event mission where it was literally run this gauntlet in the fastest possible time like there were there were various races that were already in the game you would launch a mission complete it at a certain time the timer would stop and then you wouldn't see the leaderboard but there would be an in-game leaderboard and they would publish the results um later on be like okay this person completed it in 10 seconds 0.05 whatever right and then they Uh, i gotta feel like that was very custom like this is probably why it wasn't so regular. Maybe just was an extra I'm speaking like... as ex- uh, and that could be fair too. I don't know. I just I just know that there was you know any kind of update that messed with stuff too much. It felt like it kind of tanked their whole servers or whatever. But again, I don't I don't I don't know their whole development structure. But from yeah an outside view, being a developer, I feel like you know it seemed like it wasn't very. Uh, modular in what they could do with the system mm. yeah i mean obviously i can't but, speak to that i guess just like like from a basic design idea if this was the hail mary to try and get more people to spend money on dark road i you know clearly it didn't work like yeah the game yeah. was you know we got what four tower of trials they didn't change the format any at any time during that they had months to change it they didn't never change the format and you know, yeah. any interest in PvP was surely wiped out for a ton of people. And I, I think, again, yeah, I think it had potential. Like I've said this before, but I think that, you know, they did the smart thing where buying VIP for however much mm-hmm. it was a week in Union Cross also got you benefits in Dark Road, exclusive benefits that other people weren't getting, um, which right. I think was smart. You know, it, even if you weren't initially invested in Dark Road, you know, you finish up in Union Cross, you click over in Dark Road, and, oh, look at that, you get some freebies waiting for you. And they're just trying mm-hmm. to get you into this economy to give a crap about it, to be like, well, I've already, you know, I've already come this far. I may as well keep going, you know. 
and eventually they know right, Union Cross right. won't last forever. Okay, yeah, well, okay, I've spent a little bit here. I'll keep spending. Now I'm invested. Now my character's really powerful. I don't want to see all that go to waste. Yeah. It's the whole FOMO thing. I'm, and Yeah. Well, I'm almost wondering if it wasn't meant to be. Like, I, I, I kind of wonder if it was meant to be played offline in the end. But, you know, they released it online to kind of milk the last little bit of Union Cross's online services to be like, hey, now you can get a little bit extra by paying for VIP with this new game. I I, I see your argument though. Like I think it I think your argument is better. like I think they were trying to pull people over. Yeah, to, I, I to don't see you launch a product, you have a whole like, oh you need dark road, blah 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 and launch it as a way not to make money. I feel like it's mobile gaming is so gargantuanly big and Square Enix is looking at that going going hey Kingdom Hearts is a hugely popular franchise why can't yeah. we make this work why can't we get this thing going Union Cross you know it yeah but key, they, key the story wasn't long though like I don't think it would have like they released what four chapters right away or was it once a month or Dark Road was three chapters over like six or seven months two came out pretty much straight away then there was a gap then the third one came out um, then there was a huge gap until this okay. final update released. And they could have... It felt like they were trying and to space it out. It. Like, they could have but... definitely dragged it out a lot longer if they wanted to. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just still with Nomura, like, his, his word. He was like, you know, it didn't seem planned that they were going to tell the story. So building an economy around it kind of doesn't make as much sense. Like, if you come at it from, from the perspective of, hey... Square Enix gave me the green light to make this little spin-off. Uh, I think it's them giving him the green light. I feel like it's the other way around. Like, make us a bloody f- successful mobile game, you bastard. Get in there. <laughs> Tell some crappy story with your Nomura charm. Make yeah. us money. Mobile platform makes Squillions. Make us money with it. Go, quick. Squillions. Get onto it. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, this leads Anyways, me to a whole, like, the, the, sort of the point I was getting at was that, okay, if you try and make the player into Xehanort be like okay yeah you're still invested there's still a storyline reason for why you're playing a Xehanort on this mobile phone we've literally drawn these exact parallels through showing him waking up on the beach and then the thing flops then you go all right let's try again we're going to call it missing link and we're going to (laughs) go we're going to (laughs) tell we're going to tell the story in a completely different format the union cross app we're just going to let that go um no it's getting changed into missing link right is it (laughs) It's definitely not. I thought that's what they said. No. <laughs> They're going to use the platforms again as in the, the social media accounts that already have thousands of followers with them. They're going to use oh, those really? again. Um, but huh. yeah, no, the app itself is it's Union Cross and Dark Road. It's not going to become Missing Link. <laughs> I must have misread that our interview. Um, <laughs> Where, yeah. And then it goes, oh, okay. You didn't actually reincarnate to Xehanort. You reincarnated into this other person. And okay, they're see, the but one. That's... Yeah, but that's my thing, right? Why would they introduce this blue-coated person? Because it could have been anyone. And... It's the whole it's Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell, right? It's like, oh, yeah, this important thing that we introduced five games ago. Oh, now it made something. They're just giving themselves right, right, license right. to be... It could have been Ephemer, it could have been Brain, it could have been anyone. Yeah, but but they had Skull there, right? Like the like the person that looks like Skull, but yeah. it's not actually Skull. Like, yeah. Yeah. Was that implied to be Scald at first? No, that, I, I like, never read that as Scald. No. Okay, right. So then they would have had to have some foresight to be like, all right, this is an older version of a character. 
I, I, I don't know. I guess I could see that being being ephemer. I think that was my initial thought was that it was ephemer. I th- I got that impression as well. Either ephemer or brain. I was like, that's probably who that is. Yeah, because yeah, then brain wakes up. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the the timeline. Because I mean, even from Missing Link, Brain looks like he's about the same age as the player, right? Like Brain looks to be roughly the same age as the protagonist. Again, I'm taking this completely at face value, thinking that everything's happening at the same time, which could be completely <laughs> wrong. But, um, you know, if we have already seen our Missing Link protagonist in the trailer, either he's the person in the white coat or whoever, that oh yeah, that has to be him. Is approximately ah. the same age as player, and they're going to both, you know, be of grandparent age at around the same time. I don't think you have to tweak the story uh, all yeah. that much to turn brain into, will turn blue coat <laughs> person into the player instead. Uh, right. I. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, again, I. Not yeah. And fair. I I can. I I after watching the cutscenes again, like, to me, I guess with my lens of like you know this was, this was always the idea, mm-hmm. um, you know I kind of more interpreted it as you know you're the blue character yes you do pass away but you're connected with right this child of destiny sure so it's like right you see him grow up and then you know then you don't see him right he only stays young and then we don't see him anymore so maybe that's when he reincarnated as sora or (laughs) as the player now Um, yeah and if you want to write it like that like i i get it which is that is the canon explanation by the way of why we can see him because oh xehanort connected his heart i could see his memories which i guess in players dying moments you know kingdom hearts key players dying yep. moments they could also then see through so- like into xehanort's heart i suppose and look forward to him i, I don't know that is now whatever <laughs> no, I, I mean, mean right, i'll, I'll yeah, accept like that's, it yes. that's the canon explanation that's fine <laughs> but you're you're still on the originally it was xehanort 100 percent. which I, yeah. I i i can see i just i yeah i think i'm still stuck on why introduce the blue 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 hooded and like a a daughter scold if if we were the player like i don't know <laughs> or if we were xehanort but i i guess i also forgot that you could name xehanort which i thought was weird right i do remember having the distinct thought of why can i name xehanort right? yeah shouldn't his name be xehanort as soon as the union cross finale came out i was like literally everything mate it's perfect yeah like it was right in front of our noses the entire time it's perfect everything lines yeah. up and yeah, I mean, you could argue that it's a gigantic red herring. I'd just be like, well, what's the point? It Yeah. Okay, for the record, I feel like it's more satisfying if we are this new, like, player lives on as player again. Like, it's meta, it's great. I like the idea mm-hmm. of being able to explore this time period between Union Cross and Dark Road. I'm, I'm very actually happy with this, more so than yeah. I think. All right, so another one. You, you make all these scholar assets. <laughs> so I feel, okay, I feel like the plot of Missing Link might have been told mm-hmm. a dark road at some point like you have these like brand new scholar assets that are only used for that final scene with brain it's like you reckon they weren't going to use them in dark road at some point wait wait you think the new scholar the since more gothic looking one that missing link takes place in uh yeah like we have oh. this one scene with brain yeah That's you think it. they were going to put more of it in Union Cross before they made Dark Road? Well, again, again, going back to the idea of like, okay, if Dark Road's successful, we can tell this whole story with it. And, okay, whoops, scrap that. We're going to make a whole new game out of it instead. We're just going to repurpose 
you know, yeah, KH3's assets instead and go run with it now. Um, I don't know. You make all this brand new no, map for I Scala, mean, and which you know I they've, did they've think done, was weird. They've made a lot of maps that are only used once or twice, so it's not like it's a perfect example. Like Wreck It Ralph, they like lovingly recreated that entire movie for a couple scenes yeah. each. At which point, most people didn't give a shit. They were just like, get, I don't care about Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> Take me back to Ephraim and yeah. Malusha and Lorim and all that. When I was going through those, I was like, this is. I. It just felt so long. Like, I don't know how long it actually was in the grand scheme of the entire Months. game. But it felt like. Yeah, it was just. I think it was just because, yeah, every every ending of of Wreck It Ralph would bring like a little a little tiny drip of content just from squeak yeah. or them. So you're like. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, dreading the dreading the record ralph parts but nah yeah they did put so much effort into that so which is such a shame as well like, yeah. i don't know it's like all the people clamoring for clamoring for a remake of those games it's like <laughs> it's a remake how huge of... that would be like Unicross oh to make them yeah to make them like movies or whatever yeah or... i mean even if you ignore the disney gameplay like if it right. just becomes a movie then i don't know which I don't know. I, I have that on I the board as well of, of like done... discussing if we should remake those games or not, and I'm kind of firmly in the no camp. But I, I think I'm done with remakes. <laughs> I think, you know, I was very much against remakes for a while there. I think I'm like less now, but that's probably because I just saw Tales of Symphonia is getting remade, and that was like <laughs> a big part of my childhood. But uh, nah, I, I think with Kingdom Hearts, they've done so many remakes that just I think move forward. they are aware of it now. Yeah. Um, but I could also see them remaking them and calling them like 1. Point or 2.5 or 2. Point, no, they already have 2.8. I don't know, some like Redux version, right? Where they remake the games in Unreal Engine. But I don't, I don't think they'd do that because, right, you'd be getting rid of the Cage 2 engine, which everybody loved, and like replacing it with the Cage 3 engine, which not a lot of people enjoyed. <laughs> so I, I cannot see that ending well if they remake those. In, in Unreal 4. Oh, like you mean the original games? Like Cash yeah. 1 and 2 and stuff? Yeah, not just a port. Yeah. Yeah. Fully I, remade. Because really it seems weird, right? Don't ever do that, that honestly. Like, modders are doing that for you free right now. Go for it. Well, it's, I mean, that, that's the other thing. It's, right? all, it's all there. People are doing it. <laughs> I just thought it was so strange in Kingdom Hearts 3 how you started the game as, like, Cage 1 Sora. Like, they took the time to mod, which I, I granted, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, Cage 1 and Cage 2 Sora, like, they used at least Cage 2 Sora in the beginning, but it did seem, like, in my thought, in my head, I was like, oh, okay, so they're, you know, maybe gearing up for a, a Cage 1 remake. <laughs> they have the model there. Yeah. Right. Well, it's like 30 seconds, maybe two minutes of the game you're, you spent as Cage 1 Sora. It's so strange uh, to me. 30 seconds at most, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, because, yeah, you don't even go through. You take three steps yeah. towards the mirror and click triangle, and now you're Press playing triangle. as Cage 2 Sora, yeah. And I, I, I think that's what I loved about KH3, and I know we're getting way off topic, but it's like, I don't know, like, the the minute details that they put in the game like that, just like, they didn't have to do that. And I know, right, they probably had other plans for it, and they just kind of merged everything at the end to make it cohesive, like like a game. Like, maybe you went off and did something as KH1 Sora. Like, maybe the the final world, you're actually KH1 Sora. Who knows? And they were like, nah, we're going to make it KH3 Sora. I, that that makes sense to me but anyways yeah <laughs> how do we unspool or spool back the yarn goodness yeah Get back to it. <laughs> um, um 
I don't know. I just, I guess we can keep going through the, uh, the new scenes for missing, uh, sorry, the new updated scenes, right, um, right. which kind of keeps us going towards missing link. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess we do disagree, but that's completely fine. Like I'm, I'm yeah. definitely of the opinion that not definitely. Cause what the hell do I know? I really don't know anything, but it that's does. It's a compelling argument. I, I will give you that. Uh, it does that's... feel to me like Square Enix is breathing down their necks, telling him, you know, you want to keep making these massive games <laughs> that give us $60 once and maybe mm-hmm. DLC if you're lucky. But, <laughs> you know, people are happy for some reason, and I don't understand it at all, but people are very happy to keep throwing bucket loads of cash at mobile games and all these passes and this, that, and the other. And like, yeah, we want some of that. We have a huge franchise in Kingdom Hearts, you know, plus all the Disney backing and everything. Like, we can literally... Run, go crazy monetizing this series do mm-hmm. that do that right now and then you know when again when they say the team approach Nimura goes the team approaching with the Stark Road idea I don't think that was <laughs> I don't think the team <laughs> is a couple animators going we want to work more yeah we'd love to keep right. yeah another two years of work you know toiling <laughs> away in a freaking basement yeah sure thank you no, I'm pretty sure that's Square Enix going, God damn it, you make a success, successful mobile game with this franchise. And again, that doesn't work. Yeah. And then what's the next thing we hear? Bang, oops, missing link. Like we hear about that before we hear about Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> right. Like Dark Road spends though. so much time setting up missing link. It's like, hey, guess what? You're the player. Oh, don't you want to know what happened in this weird Scala during this time? <laughs> oh, isn't that cool? That is very cool. I'm very excited for missing link. Oh, actually, you're the player of missing link. Oh, actually, that's the main, ooh, main important part. Ooh. Right, right. Go play the game. Go get invested in that game. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like if they were all about the money, they missed a huge opportunity with Melody of Memory. What DLC? Right? Yes. Like, if they want money, that, like, okay, two things with that game, right? Which I fixed both. Okay, I'm not going to say I fixed these. Cut that out. Because I I hate hate when people say that. I'm not cutting anything. (laughs) You you did. (laughs) But I, right. Adding songs, like DLC, like, huge moneymaker and then online matchmaking with your friends massive massive like investment like people would play that game so much more if they could easily find their friends like cross plat too like it's made in unity like that's all i'm just so confused right like and just so confused why they didn't like if they're all about the money that's a huge like everybody loves kingdom hearts music like that's like i feel like if you talk to a kingdom hearts person like at least top three is music for every for everybody it's just so iconic to the series sure and that to make a game like melody of memory and then not add dlc and not add online matchmaking like right with online matchmaking you could have made it where you have different skins and stuff like you could you could have done cosmetic stuff for this game i don't know and while well, in theater theaterism or theaterism however you say it they're doing like they're doing they've been DLC doing dlc stuff. for ages yeah 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 like even on the 3ds it's, yeah. it's so weird I don't, I don't know i didn't get it <laughs> yeah no that's, i guess that's right like that point. seems sure counter right i guess Whereas it's just like dark road it's, I mean, it's that like it's a mobile game. bucket yeah like compared to a mobile game i feel like it's just a much i don't know with kingdom hearts you feel like they feel incentivized to include story content in dlc like you you already established that melody of memory the rhythm game has important story behind it do you think they'd be like, oh, we need to make more, or we need to have like law reasons why these extra songs are included? 
I don't know. Right. If you're going strictly from a story perspective, you would have gotten all the info from that one year dive. There's like like you f- you found where Sora was. There's there's no reason to keep going yeah. back into her memory. So I, I can see that. But again, I'm, I, yeah, that kind of yeah, goes against my own argument that they're screaming I need to make more money. But I don't know. Right. Like, yeah. I yeah. feel like of the people interested in Kingdom Hearts, again, as someone who loves Melody of Memory, it's probably not everyone's cup of tea. And then you're now taking the Venn diagram even smaller and saying, okay, now people would be willing to buy a DLC for the, for the Kingdom Hearts rhythm game. Like, maybe they just I, think... Yeah. Again, I agree with you. It should... It should. I, I would like... I would have liked for it to have had it and I would have definitely bought it. Um, mm-hmm. But well, Everybody would have, right? Would they though? I mean, I guess, you know, we're into it, but a lot of people I imagine it's probably one of the least popular Kingdom Hearts games not for it being a bad game it's just so different to the rest of the series and a lot of people got what they wanted out of it just by watching a cutscene compilation you know like they go okay cool yeah, I, guess, together. I guess I guess I just man maybe I'm like surrounded by people that love that game I think you literally are yes you have the world record holder <laughs> living with you so yeah <laughs> I think yeah. you are Definitely. I guess I, whenever I talk to people, though, I feel like music is like such a big thing. So, like being able to play along with the music, I think it's great. Again, don't get me wrong. I really, no, I no, love no, right, right. memory. But like, you would think it'd be more popular, though. But yeah, I don't know the, the statistics on, um, you know how much it was. But regardless, like they, or, yeah. I think my my overall main point is that the ridiculous, the undescribable amounts of money you can make for mobile games is like. Yeah, Melody Memory DLC yeah. would be a drop in the bucket compared to that. Like, for yeah. much less effort as well is what I'm really getting at here. It's just, well, you just release a brand okay, new yeah. medal or a card or in this case a 3D model of a statue, and you're like, "Hey, it's Sora. He does a little cool little attack." It's animations we're pulling straight out of Kingdom Hearts 3D, but this time we're charging three times the price of the entire game for one <laughs> animation's worth. You and yeah. some of you will buy it. It's like of. And of I course think... they're gonna like try and monetize this series as much as yeah, they but can. 2d assets and i think we talked about this before but like 2d assets compared to like a 3d model trophy like that is that's a lot more effort yeah but and if now you already have a series worth of 3d models to pull from and you just edit them slightly like the t- the 2d assets they used in union cross were pretty much were just the barely any original ones barely any yeah. original ones it's just okay. Here's all this Ultimania renders. Let's go ahead and grab those. Here's some Namora art. Let's go ahead and grab that. Like, there were right, I guess they wouldn't have to redo every trophy. Assets. They would just have to pose the 3D model and yeah, and then maybe and add like a little bright it. effect to it or whatever. Um, okay. Yeah. And even I, if they do create I, yeah, some I new custom so. ones, they're like, great. Do something. <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah, Cloud is one. He he's because he wasn't in, uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Well, I guess he was a statue. He was a statue, baby. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but still, like, how much effort is making a 3D model and posing it compared to, okay, let's make some Melody of Memory DLC. Like, surely you can see right, that. Right, but if you have the... Right, you would have... The the way the charts are created, I feel like they, they had a tool that created the, the music. Like, they just midied it. Like, just piped MIDI through a... A program they made because all right there's some there's some notes that are off by like a couple milliseconds sure so it's like, still in the, in the grand scheme of things surely like 
not to discourage the disparage no, no, the yeah. efforts of 3d models or anything but like it doesn't even have to be like super high quality again it's going into a mobile phone game and we've already seen like mm-hmm. again it's early but the image quality isn't exactly super high or anything it looks fine yeah. it's gonna look fine well, I, I mean phone, that's sure. early. early doesn't need to be big but you know a low poly 3d model of just here's I mickey mean... here's sora he's standing there <laughs> that would be yeah. you know I mean, I imagine it's gonna pulls, be it's you. gonna look better, but oh god, yeah, I forgot about pulling. It's my entire point. Uh, it's like gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like they're just gonna make, they're gonna try and make so much money. Do you think them. they're like, gonna do that again? A hundred percent. Are you kidding me? I guess I, 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 right. I guess I'm so out of the loop on gotcha games. I figured they were done. It's like, my I entire that was point. Just like the... It's like they want to monetize the shit out of the series. That's what. <laughs> that's the entire point. Dark Road failed, yeah. and they went, all right, get starting on the next one. You, I don't care what it's called. You will make a successful 3D, successful gacha game with this series. Oh, uh, do you do think... It. Okay, yeah. I assumed Missing Link was already... It's a loving passion project from the beautiful, benevolent hearts at Square Enix <laughs> who love us and care <laughs> no, about us I just us assumed the concept day. was already in mind, but... I mean, it could well have been, yeah. but like I said, if they wanted to tell this story... I feel I guess, like yeah. you could have worked it in through flashbacks in Dark Road if you really wanted to. <clears throat> like, Dark Road could have gone on for as long as they wanted it to, as long as it was successful. Could have done whatever oh. they wanted to. That's what I'm getting at here. Okay. Like, you yeah. already established a melody of memory. Mickey's going to go to Scholar Icon to look for something. You could have had the platformer, yeah. hey, Mickey, 2D Mickey goes to 2D Scholar in flashbacks or in modern day cutscenes. You do whatever you want to. You just make up some excuse and then off you go. You're telling the story <laughs> you want to tell. Yeah, and then he finds a library of archives, and it's like, oh, remember this thing that happened back then? Right, right. Oops, Dark Road was a complete flop. Scrap it, <laughs> delete it. We are we are forcibly shutting this thing down. You yeah. get work on the get to work on the next one. I don't care what it's called. Make right, us you money, two, god damn it! Get your two female animators working on this. <laughs> the while female, you're everybody else. Didn't didn't more in an interview say? Like, you made remember. a very specific point about the Ming female for some reason. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's like that's a weird comment, dude. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah. No, and I think this actually ties in a little bit because, right? I my impression with the whole the three D model thing was like, right? They kind of resembled more like Street Fighter trophies, right? Like the amount of detail that goes into those. Smash Bros. I feel like it's like, uh, no, 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 um, like Street Fighter into like in real life ones have you seen those uh no anyway they, they basically look like that right they have the, like the little power up like kind of translucent blue or red or whatever their color is right, right as they're like doing a punch or whatever so like they're like super detailed like that and they're like really expensive so my understanding was like they're making these really high quality assets right because i don't think those are the i mean i could be wrong but i don't think that's going to be like the end all be all what we saw because i feel like that's just dev footage but you know, maybe maybe that is. Yeah, but that could well be early. My, my impression was going to be like, you know, they're gonna, because right, they never deny. I, I think they said they were interested in making NFTs. So my my thinking behind this was, ah, these are going to be NFTs that are going to be purchasable. Oh boy. <laughs> as opposed to, because I feel like right, if you make it NFTs and not gotcha, because right, I I totally kind of forgot about gotcha. <laughs> I assumed they were going full headlong into the whole. All right, you can world. buy this for <laughs> yeah well i mean but a lot of people don't like nfts so like i you know that would be a a, a pretty big change to drop on people 
This is but, what I, I mean, yeah, draw what the comparison between. I don't know if you can still see my screen, but the Pokemon Jewel yep. figures. So, yeah, yeah, like these. Yeah, you know, basically these are customized. Sorry, about. not customizable, but like posed. They have little effects around them. Just these three D models, and again, you can pull three D models from the three D games that you've already created. Put a silly little effect around them. Great. Now they gotcha. Now go ahead and pull for him. Idiots. Like, <laughs> the Pokemon, you know, you see oh, a trillion times. Video games. Yeah. Oh. And I guess maybe Wait, what's made this real one from? Version. This is called Pokemon Duel. It's a mobile game. Duel. D U. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Is this a new game? No, it's been out for ages, and I don't even know if it's still oh. running. It might have been cancelled already. I just, I remember reading about this. I never, never played it, but I was just like, oh yeah, right. This is exactly what it feels like to me. It just, you know, start with simple <laughs> yeah, ones with basic backgrounds, and then you go all the way. Oh, look, legendary Pokemon, and oh, look at this. They're doing cool things. Blah blah blah. blah like, <laughs> I mean, but it's cool. Like, I think this is really cool. Yeah, it's like, cool. It's, it's a pretty big step up from the medals. I feel like fully 3d you can look at them from different angles and stuff <laughs> but again right it's all just digital pixels but i mean it's nothing it's garbage right it's like i don't know i'm very <laughs> yeah. as, as the guy as the freaking kingdom Hearts mobile guy like i am very against gotcha like i really don't yeah. care for it at all what i feel like Game it's a, a pox on gaming as a whole um yeah demos against that's so weird yeah, it's almost like you that. did like a entirely free to play channel imagine doing that yeah <laughs> So is your is your same stance gonna continue? Hundred percent. I mean, obviously, absolutely. <laughs> Good lord! I don't even know. I asked. <laughs> Just figured I'd, <laughs> I'd let you give the obvious answer. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I don't know. It's like every single three D asset you're gonna be able to like look at in that game. Surely you can just load up Kingdom Hearts three and be like, "Hey, look, I can look at <laughs> Aqua standing right next to me. Cool, we're fighting alongside her. Like, I don't need to have a." posed statue of her to use the water attack that's going to be that is a very popular thing though i feel like like i saw i know so many people that have so many different like i have a couple of like pops and uh what are they called the neo arts or something like that yeah Um, sure for me it's different it's like yeah i mean if it's a real physical thing you can hold in your hand to me that's different from an item in a video game that will definitely go away the second the servers go down it's (laughs) Yeah, I guess, true. like, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I mean, like, I was raised Tux with a, is a big, like, testament to that. I was raised by like a cheapskate of who would <laughs> refuse to spend money on anything that wasn't gonna last him a trillion years, and um, oh, but no. <laughs> it's <that> like, <laughs> I don't know. And yeah, I mean, yeah. there there is value to spending money on experiences, and if you really enjoy, it, I mean, who am I to say what you know how to enjoy your money? But um, when it's predatory, though, that's different. Yeah, I feel like. Kingdom Hearts and Cross was very predatory. But I feel when Gotcha as a whole, I feel like it's explicitly designed to make you feel bad. Like there is no, there is no, right? There is no scarcity. It's a hundred percent artificial scarcity, designed to make you feel bad for not having it right now. And they go out of their way to show you this is what your friends have. You know, check out all this cool stuff that they have. Why don't you have it? What's wrong with you? Can't you afford it? Blah 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 blah. Like, you know, no. And it's well, that's the thing too. It's like people that you, yeah. And I was talking to Whale about this. It's like people that. It's not the rich people that uh, are spending all their money on on these like digital art assets and these in these gotcha games. It's like people that can't afford it. They're like, yeah, I'll just spend a few bucks on this. And it's like, no, like <laughs> this is not this is not good for anybody involved. Like it's just, I don't know. It's it's very frustrating to witness. And that's the entire idea, right? It's like you get people addicted to it. You use every single trick in the yeah. book because it's not illegal yet. 
get every single trick in the book to try and get as oh, much yeah. money out of people as you possibly can. People that, you know, whether through poor impulse control or they just, you know, it's or they just are being tricked into it. Mm-hmm. Right, because didn't, was it Belgium or so, somewhere like banned it, right? Yeah, they, they I think it's Belgium, yeah. games as uh, gambling. Union Cross was pulled off the app store and no longer available in the in that yeah. region. Yeah, that's right. Good. Which I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm living in I, don't know, I really enjoyed... I think it's going to happen worldwide, but... Oh no! It's definitely, especially America. Now <laughs> that's not going to happen. No, no. In <laughs> um, Japan, especially, there's zero chance. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Japan is a very, yeah, much focused on that kind of uh, chance game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna say though? Um, but I don't know. I I really like. I made all my friends through Union Cross, like sure. like you and the spikes and not like my integration into the kingdom hearts community kind of was through union cross i think i don't know i'll I'll always love that game but i also didn't fall for the you know the the trap of buying things even though right i would get to events and stuff like that or like coliseums and i'd be like damn i'm always like the 30th or not even 30th thousand probably like a hundred thousandth person completing these events and it's like man if only i just had like a little bit more power then i could get better rewards and but then yeah like it's, it's, it's just meaningless the entire arms race it's the entire trap yeah. right like oh just a little bit just a little squeeze more mm-hmm. maybe i'll get lucky you know maybe i'll it only <laughs> cost me a little bit oops oh i'm in for a penny yeah. may as well go in for a pound like oops now i'm in wow it's been a thousand dollars on a mobile phone game this week i didn't need to do that but hey Jeez. i increased my ranking in the union cross coliseum by a couple thousand places great wow i, I don't know <laughs> Like I can no, run that gotcha like endlessly, that. and I not that I can talk either because I mean I traded time, like I traded time instead of money, yeah. and for a lot of people their dollars were a lot less valuable than their time. So again, I'm not, oh, I'm correct about this entire not at yeah. all. Like, um, you know, and I guess part of that was because I was making a channel about it for a while, but you know, I did stop making videos and I kept playing. So again, I'm not, you know, There's no profit. I now, still though. felt, I still felt into the whole trap i just didn't give it money i gave it time instead but yeah um either time or money i guess yeah or like you know it's either one or the other yeah or both <clears throat> or both yeah yeah so yeah again i can rant about so. rant about gotcha endlessly <laughs> but yeah missing link <laughs> I missing know. link I, another the, gotcha game in Which, the form that it's going to be i mean I'm, I'm happy with it that's you know whatever it's ended up whatever it may have i could be 100 percent wrong i could be completely out of you know my mind by thinking that it wasn't going to exist and then dark road flopped and they started looking okay forget this entire app let's go ahead and make a new one i could be so out of my mind but um nah i I don't think so i feel like i'm at least halfway there (laughs) yeah i think honestly i think what will happen is they'll do both i think they'll have the gotcha element and then I think they'll have the NFTs brought in at a later date because I started playing Nino Kuni and then mm. I stopped because I just, I don't know, it's a it's too big of a game for me. Um, but right, they didn't have any NFTs at first and now they do apparently. Or maybe they did, like they had like this weird currency that you can earn, but, and then you like convert it into a different kind of thing. It's, it's this weird mechanic, but basically it's just NFTs in the game. And you're talking about a Nino Kuni mobile app right now, right? Yeah, I think it was like called Cross Worlds or something like that. Cross something, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I forget that it was a thing before the mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're like the third person that said that to me. I'm like, oh yeah, right. It was a PlayStation game or I don't know, maybe console game. I don't know. Uh, the original was on PS3. I know that, and I think the sequel was on the PS4 and Xbox equivalent hardware. Ah, okay. Yeah. Which I mean that it's sort of my point where right? like it's not a huge franchise but it has a mobile game of which you're encouraged to yeah nfts and spend Dude, money on oh, like the money spending in that game is re- like yeah I, I would log in and an <laughs> instant like like 35 70 bucks 120 dollars on these bundles yep. and i feel like they didn't even like give you some food and maybe like some batteries for your mount yeah. and it's like it's not worth it, right? Like, I'm not crazy, right? Like, am I crazy? <laughs> I don't know. It was really, it was really strange. It was a really strange experience, honestly. That's what I'm saying. Like, again, I, I keep hopping on about it, but the surely the higher ups of Square Enix are salivating over the idea that, hey, we have this Disney and hugely popular Kingdom Hearts franchise. Yeah. We can exploit the shit out of it. Let's. Why aren't <laughs> we doing that right now? Let's. Why aren't we? Why don't we have four different apps going concurrently? All of which, like freaking Dragon Ball has two. Like Dragon Ball's got yeah. Dokkan and Legends, whatever it is. Like constantly Wait, making, that one's still going? yeah, constantly making insane money. Like constantly topping the App Store for the amount of money spent on it each week. And I go, thank you Jeez. for making us again billionaires <laughs> beyond our wildest means. Have some, have some stones here. Like I don't understand that. I, I, how is that money getting generated? Like because people keep freaking they just whether it's nostalgia or whatever it is they're gonna buy their 80th goku card they're gonna do it oh wow right right i don't know you get to see an animation 50 times there's the gameplay is like pick a color there's no there isn't even (laughs) any gameplay it's just ridiculous (laughs) i guess for me right because i work all the time and i feel like i have like no money to spend on anything so it's like the fact that these people or like these apps are just making so much money i'm like where's all that where's all that money coming from like i'm just I'm really confused about that part, that part of the 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 pyramid scheme, or not even pyramid scheme, just the I mean, the app scheme. Huge install base, like again, like Dragon Ball is a ridiculously popular franchise. You know, even if yeah. the average person doesn't spend heaps, then you have the really, 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 really big spenders that are spending on you know tons. Right. Again, the like whales. This, <laughs> especially once you normalize it as well. Like I think they tried it with VIP. It's like, oh yeah. Just get your weekly yeah. VIP. It's yeah, only a measly, you know, twenty-two bucks a month, a week or whatever. You know, that's the standard. Yeah, that's that's, that's the average week, buy-in yeah. price. But you know, the real, you know, Jewelbox E over here, Jewelbox F. Oh, that's for the you know, oh, the super right. important guys. Could you you could only buy those once though, right? No, or could you buy them? There is one that you can only buy once, right? I mean, maybe I don't like a starting one. Maybe potentially, I don't know. I feel like like the Jewelbox E or F was like a lot of money, but you could only buy it once. No. No, no, no. Okay. There was one that gave you like 15, almost fifteen thousand jewels that you could you could buy on repeat. Oh, only fifteen, right? That's only what five pulls. Five pulls, not even. Yeah, <laughs> not even. Right, like I have all these good memories of King. I must have blocked out all the <laughs> the money scheming. <laughs> Man, goodness. Um. All right, we could do this all day, but yeah, let's. I'm gonna drag it back yeah. to the rest of the updated scenes. Um. There were a few other mentions of. Um, various different um, parts, especially about the Child of Destiny. Like, Zane now, like, explicitly mm-hmm. refers to himself as the Child of Destiny uh, at one point, and then is considering that it might be uh, Ven instead. Ventus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, like, I sort of inferred that from context anyway. Like, I've got that video talking about the ending where it's the idea that Xehanort was the child of destiny probably was a part of his whole life, right? Like, if he still thinks that he is the destined one that's meant to do all these things. And then... Well, okay, yeah. But, I don't know, they decided to make it more explicit, which, sure, I don't really have a problem with it, I suppose. Um, I think, yeah... Well, I guess my my confusion with the intro, not to go too far back, but right, not many people are gonna see that. So like, why change like the intro? This, the this only one. reason Whale saw it is because she never played it, right? Like, who's gonna go back to the beginning and watch it again? I guess. I only like, did it just for checking. Like a... It was like, okay, let me see if the original is still there, and that's why I messaged you. I was like, hey, can you check if? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even to your point, I never even looked once the final cutscenes came out. I was going to re-record them all once this update dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, cutting the player out. I don't know. Which I guess to me, right, I guess why I think it's not, you know, Xehanort, we were the player, is I think it's making it more generic, right? Instead of a, a male character, they're just giving us the scenes that we played through. But... Right, even like this scene, it's it's more the fact that, you know, we're still in the scene, but it's just making it less generic, or it's making it more generic. It's not just the, uh, the kid in yellow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which goes to the idea that hey, you should give a shit about missing link because that's, it's you. It's that's still gonna be you. Player. It's yeah. not just random dude, mm-hmm. who doesn't matter anymore because now he's saying not. It's, <laughs> it's you. Look, you're still you're off screen. It's still you, even though your skin color doesn't change. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, white guy. It's you. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah, obviously. I mean, we didn't really touch on it, but yeah, they they basically took the the main difference is that you no longer see player at all, except for them reaching their hand up. You see their hand and their arm. Yeah. Yep. And the idea is that yeah, now there's less of a default appearance being used so that which i'm glad they changed that yeah yeah so you can imprint on it more and you can make it feel like it's more of your character going through the journey instead of just who's this random default mm-hmm. guy that i saw once at the very very start of the game i don't even think yeah. they're wearing yellow i don't think their initial option is to wear yellow i think they was blue right i can't remember but i mean i guess yeah. you also kind of see them in back cover as well it's like Chirithi says this is where your story began and there's a player holding their um keyblade straight to the sky oh which is meant yep. to be you as well but they're, they're definitely not in yellow that character yeah yeah um i'm pretty sure it's blue it doesn't matter i think it's blue and black <laughs> cover yeah um yeah. but yeah not which is, is a good change I, i'm fully on board with it even my stupid theory aside i'm fully on board with yeah. making it feel you know more personal to you mm-hmm. um I guess it's nice that they, they, that they tied in the original Disney worlds, I suppose, a bit more. Yeah. But it does sort of ruin the whole Xehanort crying in exactly the same pose that he was when... Yeah, it does get rid of that, right? Like, that is very on the nose, maybe? Yeah, in hindsight. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not on board yet, but I, I see where you're getting you're at. You're coming yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming around. I'm yeah, still firmly in my I'm going to get you, buddy. <laughs> I think the I think the when you mentioned the whole you could name Xehanort, I when I remembered that, I remember distinctly being like, ah yeah, that that was weird. <laughs> so maybe a little bit more on board, but yeah. 
it's funny, I, I made a similar comment on YouTube the other day when the new cutscenes came out and a lot of people actually disagreed with me, which is cool. I'm more than happy to do that, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I spent like half an hour arguing my case at this point. I don't want to keep going over it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, yeah, let's go. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got the music update for any single person that had a save file and can see that. But yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like I said, Xehanort refers to himself explicitly as the child of destiny in the updated cutscene, which is interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah, same as you, I assumed... Because, right, the Kingdom Hearts 3 ending, to me, makes way more sense if he thinks he's the child of destiny. Yeah, and if he's carried that with him his entire life. Yeah, like, right. How about, you guys can go back to the first episode where we talked about that. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up again. <laughs> um, But I guess then that does kind of call into question why he does... Like, you, like he mentor Ven, Ventus? I mean, I guess at this point in his Unless, life, maybe... Oh, right, he's could be seeking darkness right yes the original quote was for those that aren't seeing it right now so the original quote my first mentor taught me that the one inscribed in the book the one chosen to be a dark vessel can connect their heart to others and feel what they feel so i mean yeah ven could connect his heart to others and feel what they felt i guess where he at the very least connected his heart to sorrows right it was a you know, he right. inhabited Sora's heart, but it's still, I would call it a connection. I don't know if Ven has explicitly been able to feel what others have felt in the past. And maybe you can help me with that, but, uh, I don't, I mean, not aside from Sora, just being, you know, yeah, not, not to the degree that Sora has for sure. Um, I don't, I don't can't remember him ever being like, like an empath, you know, to the level of Xehanort and, and Sora. No, I don't. Yeah. The um, whole dark vessel, I feel like, could allude to Ventus here, but I, maybe that's why they changed it. Yeah, well, I don't know, because Sora is Sora. Sora ends up harboring Ven, who harbors the darkness, right? So in a roundabout way, <laughs> Sora right. is harboring it. He, he's not chosen to be a dark vet. Well, well, he is. No, I, I guess mean, yeah, in Jade right. Distance, oh, he is actually, chosen to be a yeah. dark vessel. It didn't work, but he was he was chosen yeah. to be a dark vessel. That's interesting. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Cause, and that's even Master Xehanort that states that. Right. Huh. Which is funny that he Why would end up okay, completing right. that loop within himself, if that is how you read the line. Yeah. Um, But yeah, then mm. the new line is... Come on, pass <laughs> me. Record faster. My first mentor yeah. taught me of the child of destiny who can connect their heart to others and feel what they feel. So they kind of drop the whole being a yeah. vessel for darkness thing. Um, I wonder. Yeah, okay. it's it's Continue. a strange kind of change to make. I don't know. I guess I should probably refer back to the original Japanese, which I haven't done and I'm not going to do now. But refer back to that and be like, okay, what was the original intention there? And did right. did the original line sort of betray that intention? And maybe that's why they changed it. Yeah, fair enough. Because yeah, then he he later says to to Ericus that he thinks he may be the one. Yeah, which yeah. is then changed into I think he may be the child of I'm, destiny, right? Which is exactly. weird because that implies that Ericus also knows what the child of destiny is. <laughs> well, I think they kind of play around that, right? I think from Kingdom Hearts three, when you know young, they're, they're both young, young Xehanort, young 
Ericus. There's they're like chatting about you know the past and Xehanort's kind of pressing him on that information being like you know what I'm talking about right so like I, I feel like at this point right they would both understand you can drop that the facade yeah yeah I suppose and again if it's written in the book of prophecies then um I don't know I guess yeah. they could have a reason to have known about it, but like, it's strange that they just straight up, straight up know what the Book of Prophecies is. Like, I. Well, I imagine Odin would have. Doesn't does Odin talk about it? Yeah, Odin knows well, about it. Yeah, and yeah, he so. like they say that the, even in you know, Dark Red episode one, they talk about the fact that there's heartless here and that they shouldn't be because they only appeared in the past, you know, in Union Cross times because of the power of the Book of Prophecies, blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I would like to know did... how Xehanort gets to read it because in, even in Kingdom Hearts 3, it sounds like he kind of has. Uh... The whole, like, this is not what was written is, like, death quote. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Because uh, I was going to say, it doesn't. I don't know if... It would make more sense with how he knows what's going to happen, right? But I feel like they've made the argument that he's tr- time-traveled. So, like, it's been etched, like, his destiny. He knows what to do as young Xehanort because he's been to the future and that's now been etched into his heart. Yeah. Isn't that what he says in the Keyblade Graveyard? Like, Yeah, well, young, like young Xehanort's path is basically unavoidable because, yeah, it's it's gone to the future and even if he can't remember it, it's still etched within him. He'll, he'll still complete the steps to get himself yeah. to that back to that point which I, I think you pointed out uh maybe whenever we were talking last about the the whole scene with woody and how he's like calling him out and then as Sora's is going to attack young xehanort find like, the hearts he, like, joined to yours yeah which is such a I, I think if you yeah i don't know you gave a great explanation about that line but i feel like we already talked about that in the previous episode but i could be wrong <laughs> You know, I one don't previous episode. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, a strange line for sure. It's an interesting... Yeah, I mean, I guess it's something we'll keep in mind going forward, but it's an interesting change to make. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, again, it's like reflected when, like I said, he talks to talks to Xehanort, uh, talks to Ericus, and yeah, calls him explicitly the child of destiny, as opposed to just making it more subtle and being, he could be the one. And it's, I don't know. Do you think that... I don't like that. I don't like that change. Yeah. I mean, it, may, it gives more context to why he chose Ventus, but I feel like it, unless he's playing Ericus here, but I don't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't give me that vibe. No. Because it, to me, it, it makes more sense to me that he sought out darkness that was in Ventus. Like he was drawn to that place to unleash the, the you know the ancient darkness that was in Ventus, as opposed to him thinking he was the child of destiny. Because then Cage Three doesn't make that much unless right. Maybe he has like, you know, he's not a hundred percent sure that he is the the child of destiny. And then he raises Ventus, and then it fails, and he's like, okay, wait, maybe I am the child of destiny. I could get behind that. He comes back around to the idea that it's him. Like he yeah waves and thinks that it's Ven for a little while, but then comes back around to thinking that it's himself. Yeah, no, I think that's 
I think that's what yeah, I could, Yeah, I could, I, could, I could see that. Because at this point, he hasn't Cash, gone through with his yeah. plan yet. He hasn't divided himself into 13. He hasn't done any of this stuff yet. He's still... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I feel like the Cage 3 ending makes a lot of sense if he thinks he's the child of destiny. And I kind of actually, I think I think I like it a bit more that he he is still in this pursuit of knowledge. Like, right, he's still in this pursuit of finding the child of destiny and and, like, kind of guiding them and then being like... Oh, I am the one. I have to do this. Like, this mm. is my destiny, and I, I think I like that. Yeah. The yeah, it's funny because all all the actions of like future saying or this saying that we're looking at right here, mm-hmm. in Dark Road at least, seem very like protective of Ven. And oh, he was he only he only came across him in the first place because he um he asked this magic mirror about oh where are my friends and he ended up finding one. Um, yeah it puts his actions in a whole new light which you know you can call it a retcon i think it is definitely a retcon it's definitely a retcon yeah which but it's, he it's seems still... really evil <laughs> but if i sleep he is like finger waggling evil and he's yeah. just cackling <laughs> in his like darkness this, the yeah. entire time but i like this yeah, i like the the new light that this gives or i guess the new perspective it gives it i i'd like it yeah i do like it quite a lot and again i think we talked about this to death last time but i I feel like your experience of Kingdom Hearts 3 is better for having watched this first. Um, <laughs> yes. I... <laughs> I don't know. You disagree. <laughs> disagree. But... <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that. You guys can watch episode zero for that. <laughs> uh, but actually, this is... Um, I did want to bring up something. Because um, I have had this idea of perception. And actually, bleh, a lot of... I, like, you know, Zora, Sora. Like, all these people are you know their experiences or like their perception of things is different than what's you know actually like Sora seeing Yozora like that's a perception thing Sora going into the chain of memories and and or in in Castle Oblivion and seeing all these different worlds of memories that's like his perception because in Recoded we see you know Sora is actually just looking at panes of glass on these different walls or whatever like it's all like perception is a really key element even in in days right uh, Roxas is like Roxas and Gion are both fighting an invisible I think but it's actually each other right. but it's like you know they're perceiving this weird thing so <clears throat> I could get behind like you know the perception of uh, Xehanort is just our perception as the player or you know as the different characters are perceiving him and that could be totally off like right that might not actually be what he's like I don't know actually perceiving uh, and like Dark Road is like his perception of his actions, maybe like I don't know. It's 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 definitely like Kingdom Hearts likes to play with the perception of things. It does, and I'm trying to find the line for it now. But I mean, Loxane says as much to Sora um, that like Elsa's power could be either light or darkness. It kind of it really is up to her, and it's right people's view on it that is the important part here it doesn't really yeah well even in dark road i think they you know like they explicitly say it yeah yeah these worlds are able to keep order using darkness to rule what is it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what we think this is how this world keeps order yeah it's like who are we to say what's right and wrong yeah nah very very interesting but yeah i really want to do a video about the whole like 
perceiving in Kingdom Hearts. Because I, I think even the Super Spaghetti Bros on their podcast, the Anson Report podcast, shut the longest running Kingdom Hearts podcast, <laughs> um, I w- I'm re-listening to their podcast now. Uh, and they were talking about, you know, in all these different worlds, you know, do they perceive Donald and Goofy as a duck and a dog? <laughs> and it's like, I never even thought about that. I think I, I they brought up a, a couple scenes that I can't recall now. I think it's early episodes, so like episode 9 or 10. And it's like, you know, they say certain things and it's like, that's weird. Like, maybe maybe people don't see Donald and Goofy as a dog and a duck or whatever. Yeah. Especially for a series about trying to keep world order. And yeah, like, that's exactly what they were saying, right? <laughs> I, even in this, yeah, especially in this world, right? Like Sora sees like, them as them because that's the memories he has of them. But yeah, at least the new people wouldn't. Yeah, I, I could get around that. Yeah. Well, even Sora's like, can't you like generate me a coat because it's freezing here and Don's <laughs> like that's not how it works and it's like okay so there's an order of how this works like there is some reason or reasoning behind right yeah and it's really interesting hmm. yeah I'm, I'm definitely on board with that mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be especially like you said with you Sora, that definitely feels like the direction we're heading in right and um yeah the truth is what you see with your eyes not what you you know hear that i don't know I don't know. So believe it and dive in or something, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the Master Masters quote. And then, yeah, what you're talking about is the, the Kingdom Hearts 3 initial trailer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know there's plenty of evidence that, that that could be a theme going forward, which I'm pretty... I'm excited. Pretty I'm really on. excited for the future. Me too, yeah. And I've just spent, you know, half an hour shitting on Missing Link and being gotcha, but I am actually very excited <laughs> for it from a lore point of view. I'm and so excited for Missing Link. <laughs> Honestly, from a gameplay point of view as well. Just real quick, we'll just go yeah. over um, the final cutscenes as well. So, yeah, sorry. The idea that no, 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 sorry. The idea that oh, sorry, the change that when Zeno attempts to yeah purify Boulder first, and then just go straight for the kill shot. Yeah. Right, what What is your thoughts on the change in this scene? I like it a lot. I. I still felt like he was conflicted because he was holding the keyblade up in the air. He was conflicted. Yeah. Um. Which. I don't know. I mean, I didn't necessarily need to see the keyblade glowing with light to be like, okay, mm-hmm. he was going to purify it, and then he thought, no, I'll see again. I mean, I still take the same idea from the scene, which is that he was considering what he had to do, and then decided yeah. ultimately, ultimately decided to <laughs> strike him down. Yeah, but I got the same vibe from both of them, but I do like that they made it a bit more clear, I guess. Like, right, his first thought wasn't to murder him. It was to purify him. Or, you know, maybe maybe it was to murder him with light, but I don't think so. I think he no, was going to try to draw the darkness out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the final one, they actually changed a decent amount of the finale, the, the this last, very, very last part. Yeah. Um, like, they did was zoom in on his face at the very, very end after he sort of fades yeah. away which is taken away they they removed that they put the zoom in a lot earlier mm-hmm. um just quite i don't know well he like rushes not rushes but like he's i think in the new cutscene, uh he he is a bit more thoughtful about murdering him like i think he thinks right for a second before like as opposed to the original where it's kind of just like it's really fast or it happens really quickly yeah, I think once you click at a certain point, it's like totally out of your control as well. Um, even with the text box coming on screen, you, you don't have a choice to disable it. I'll see if I can uh, show you what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, so anyone's face is different through all this. Okay, yeah, and then the zoom in happens. Then, and then the so. zoom in, yeah. Which I guess is more into parallel with, yeah, the camera zooms in on Boulder, and then it zooms in on Zane or it has a response. Right. It is a lot more dynamic than just the still frame, or not the still frame, but the still shot from the original. Yeah, so we can slowly walk forward. <laughs> yeah. It is a lot more somber, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I, th I think it's a great change. I like it, yeah. It's not a huge one or that it impacts the entire game or anything, but it's I, it's I, it's fine. Yeah, I think it... I feel like both of these changes, right? The first one I feel like is not as needed. I feel like this one, it captures the moment a lot better. I think like so, it, it yes. Makes, yeah, and I think it, it gives you even... Because, right, I feel like this gave Xehanort a much needed character background like i don't know i've always loved young xehanort but i love him even more now because <laughs> i don't know just the, all the stuff he had to go through like it, it really i feel like really captures that like moment of wow i have to do this like there's no other choice <clears throat> it's his first taste of yeah he's not happy about it but it's something that he has to do right it's it's up to him yeah He's the only one that can do this in this moment. For whatever reason, Ericus can't do it. I mean, he's still kind of recovering from being attacked, but it's on him right now. He is the one that must save the world from darkness. Probably, again, yeah. and he you know, considers his position. We're reading this from the idea that he still thinks he's the child of destiny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it a lot. I think I'm mean, decorated on it in its entirety. I think it was great. Um, but yeah, the finale, I think, is even better now. Again, they're welcome yeah. changes, those two end ones for sure. That the other two where they explicitly talk about being the child of destiny, I I guess I'd have to read the original Japanese to make like more of a decision on that. But um I could maybe take them or leave them. Maybe I could, maybe it's a case of like uh maybe it's a case of they're worried that people weren't getting the intention and didn't trust people to watch it through a second time like they would potentially with another kingdom hearts game where you can actually replay it and get the cutscenes again yeah and that it's like we need to make it more explicit here what we're talking about there's not you know fiends like us that are going to rewatch <laughs> mobile game cutscenes endlessly yeah. um so maybe they're like okay just let's make it more explicit here people and again we're kind of in a world where it, you can have instant feedback from your audience right so if if they're reading online and seeing that people aren't getting the response that they're like oh yeah. they're not they're not taking it the way we need want them to take it. Let's let's change it up a little bit. I Which I will agree is is a benefit of DLC or patches. But man, I feel like patches <laughs> did more of a disservice than a <laughs> nah. Not a, not a disservice, but it definitely has made gaming or game releases a bit more chalked when they were first released. It's an entirely different landscape when you don't have to press that disc and know that what's on the disc yeah. is the final. It <laughs> yeah. If you can press the disc, which but is, if you're already I mean, working on the day good. zero patch, then it's different. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they're, you know, they're already working on day one patches and stuff like that. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's a bit weird. Anyways, <laughs> not the discussion we're having. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the final change, um, at least that's been noticed so far, uh, essentially, instead of saying that Ephemer is the great, great grandfather of Xehanort they instead call yeah. it um, that someone is like they say someone in your bloodline was a renowned Keyblade wielder 
um, right, which, which is kind of ties in extremely welcome. I don't know. I really had a problem with there only being five generations between Ephemer and Zayn. I felt like that was like way <laughs> yeah. too soon. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's that. I guess yeah, we yeah, it's now up in the air how long it is. Yes, which I suppose is true. It could it could still be great great grandfather. They just didn't want to say it. They didn't want to say yeah. it as explicitly. I suppose. Um, I'm pretty sure in an interview, Nomura says like you know great great grandfather, as well. Um, but that could be but, you know, I don't know one canon. of the translations to match what's in the game. Like again, I oh, with I all agree. due respect to translators, I no, I don't know. I always take translated interviews with a pretty heaping grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, no, fair heaping enough. Helping of salt, I should say. <laughs> i usually yeah if 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 it's in an interview i'm like okay that's cool to know and then like it's not confirmed for me until like i see it in like an official game or yeah even even if it something. comes from namora's mouth himself i always feel like interviews are secondary like or even tertiary canon to like the game yeah. always and will forever override whatever is said in an interview <laughs> even a in a 5.0.1 patch <laughs> <laughs> now 5.0 is outdated <laughs> i get yeah i guess it is which is crazy but yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean i've seen people talk about like how you shouldn't take it so literally but it's hard not to when he says explicitly great great grandfather not like <laughs> great 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 yeah. great like he, he's not just trailing on yeah i don't know I, I still read this specific. as pre- pretty explicitly. There are five generations between you and that man, which yeah, yeah. is a short amount of time. I mean, but I mean, time works differently for sure. So like, <laughs> you know, they can always rely on that now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a crush they can always pull. But I mean, if, if saying, if saying it was only taken from Scala and had lived there his entire life and FM his entire gen- like bloodline had lived there their entire life, then no matter what, uh-huh. it's only going to be about, you know... Is it, again, yeah, my, maybe my definition of a generation is wrong, but, like, <laughs> great, mine's great definitely wrong. <laughs> grandfather implies to me that, you know, I mean, when do people have kids? Somewhere between, yeah. you know, 20s and 30s, right? So, <laughs> yeah, the window isn't huge. It's, yeah. you know... But, I mean, this is kind of our first introduction. Not our first, but, like, you know, like, in Cage 1, we had Sora's mom, but, like, I feel like after that... You know, parents are very non-present in the image. 100%. So like, this is kind of like bringing that back into question. Like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, interesting. it's interesting. Like, why now is the time where bloodlines yeah, all of a sudden matter? I yeah. I do. <sighs> we're finding out about someone like either Sora or Riku or Kairi's parentage, right? Like, we, there's no way we're getting around Kyrie's, that missingly. 100%. It has to be Kairi's. So, you think Kairi's grandmother will be... I mean, someone that we meet in Missing Link, like as a as a you know, probably protagonist age character at that point. Like, actually, no, it might be Sora and Riku, right? Because, um, our player had to learn about this Destiny Islands from someone, right? So I I imagine maybe the same people came to the you know his descendants or 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 that the that people group right right might have just migrated to Destiny Islands. Well, he knows about the, the Destiny Islands Kyrie. from the Book of Prophecies, right? Like, the child of Destiny will ha- hail from the Isles of Destiny. So, di- again, just devil's argument in your point, because I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But it's possible that, oh, we've heard about this world. Let's go there and establish Let's go. Right. a shack, well, let's even go though there's a well, society just right, over fine. the pond that has schools and everything, and there's Final Fantasy characters there. But 
Just ignore that. <laughs> just for a minute. Let's pretend that doesn't happen. Oh, you're saying the specific island. Okay. No, I'm just saying, yeah, like, cause... it's not like this mythical, isolated place. Like, it's still just, a, from its point of view, a pretty regular world. And I guess right. from every other world's point of view, a pretty regular world. But now, all of a sudden, it's the birthplace <laughs> of someone quite important. Right. Right. And I think you touched upon this either last time or in a different discussion of how, like, you know, young Xehanort or baby Xehanort is, like, you know, he's not actually born here. He's brought here. So, it is a difference. Whereas, you know, it kind of seems like Sora and Riku were born there. Not right. Kairi, because she came in. From Radiant Garden, from yeah. Radiant Garden, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Player is trying to make Xehanort fit the image of the Child of Destiny, even if he doesn't explicitly. Yeah. doesn't explicitly meet it, but he obviously he does share a lot of tra- traits with Sora. Yeah, and it's no wonder they... And No, okay, and this is <clears throat> my other thing, too, right? I swear that the master of masters is manipulating this entire like i feel like he oh. had and right i think you agree 100 percent. right like the fact that player or the player character thinks so much like it's kind of guided by the book so much to think that xehanort is the you know this child of destiny right like ha- it can't be not intentional like that has to be ma- manipulated and right he's a master of masters so obviously he's controlling everything you know how many how many book of prophecies does he actually have like 80 and he's just showing different ones to different people <laughs> and that's the thing right i mean if if there's only like one copy given to the union leaders for example if there's five potentially different ones given to the foretellers given that they aren't allowed to talk to each other like you have this knowledge of events oh, and of the future the missing book well, i think they i feel like they collaborate right i feel like they uh, in the first scene where they're around the table and I think they have Chirithi on the table. And Envy's like, yeah, um, this isn't in my book either. Yeah, they all kind of collaborate or corroborate the what's sure. in the book. Yeah, sure. And then Gula's like, well, I have the page that's not in our books. So. <laughs> Which he keeps to himself. So what other books? Or yeah, what other pages are not in the books? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, it does feel like the Master of Masters. I, I don't know. The way I, the way I still read his entire plan is that we're going to trap seven of these darknesses now and we're going to blast a bunch more into the future where I guess this chart of destiny can take care of things for us. I don't know. I think his whole motivation, right? I think, right. I think he's trying to end darkness, right? I think his other motivation is to get back to kingdom Hearts, or like to back to re- quote unquote reality. Or back to wherever Kingdom Hearts is. Like back to life. Because back to reality. Yeah, because I I've seen the song. Don't worry. Ignore me. <laughs> now you're good. Um, but I feel like right, Sora got to unreality, yeah. and the Master of Masters is there. That's no coincidence. Like I feel like the Master of Masters is making it so that Riku has to bring Sora back, or he's like making connections to that world, right? Because the only reason Riku was able to get over there is because the miss or the unnamed star was there for him to make a connection to unreality. Yeah. So it's like now he has a connection back to Kingdom Hearts. I don't know. It's it's definitely like I feel like he read he wrote the Book of Prophecies to make all this happen so that he could either you know do whatever he needed to do, get sent or banished to the unreality, and then now he's hopping a train back with Sora or or something, right? Like there's a reason he brought Sora there or made events happen so that Sora ends up there. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I agree wrong. with that. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think I, I I do, maybe not ex like exactly, Explicitly. but I, oh, yeah. in a roundabout way, yeah, I think I agree with that. That 
I mean, it's the line we got from Union Christ, right? That he's talking the darkness and talking about that a world he can't even conceive. And if we do take that truthfully, then he's looked into mm-hmm. the future and been fascinated with this thing that he's seen. Um, right. Which, I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but, you know, he will now, things will now play out in a way that gets him to that point, whether he himself was banished or, I don't, I don't think he's able to travel freely. I don't get that impression. Um well, I feel like... If he's, like, followed Sora across or, or whatever. Yeah. Well, I think we discussed it, right? <clears throat> and this is going, like, probably, like, I don't know, maybe over a year where we had this discussion of, you know, Sora's there, the Master of Masters is there, and I feel like Ava's going to be there. You know, this might change now with the whole, like, who's, miss- who's like... Subject who's, X. Uh, yeah, a Subject X. Um, but my I think my theory for a while was that Ava also abused the power of waking and was sent to unreality. Right. Because, you know, like, her demeanor in the end of Union Cross is so starkly different to that of any other instance I feel like we see her in. Like, especially yeah. in back cover. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I... That would make sense why she was coming back after fighting Lushu to get all those events in place and then get jetted off to unreality because she messed with time or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so many rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah, that is... It's a fun rabbit hole to go down. I feel like... I guess maybe the Union Cross ending that reveals that, okay, a darkness basically takes a hold of every single foreteller at some point and it's kind of trapped there. But that right. might go a little bit of the way to explaining their demeanor change because, like, Eero changes yeah. quite rapidly as well, right? Literally the last time we see him in back cover, he's like, hey, my buddy, you said, how you going? Like, oh, yeah, you're my best pal. We, you know, you guys just fought throughout the entire town, but, you know, you're such a good light. You're a good pal to me. And then I mean, yeah. the next time we, we see him chronologically, he's like, you piece of crap, I said, you're trying to fight kids <laughs> in the middle of the town square. I'm going to kill you. Uh, you can't kill me. I'm going to kill you. And like, yeah. then they're all fighting each other. I don't know. Well, that also goes into, I, I was actually the first three, vid- or not first three, but the, the videos I was doing about like world lines and dream worlds and datascapes always kind of coming to this culmination of a video about that those scenes in particular because mm-hmm. i feel like right <clears throat> we have all the different keyblades in that graveyard and none of them match or make it some of them match but a lot of them don't match the keyblades that are there so it's like i've always thought that we're seeing two different world lines especially with like back cover because it's like their whole i feel like yeah they it feels like they kind of work things out but I mean, not, they don't work things out, but, like, you know, it feels really different to the ending of Union Cross, where, like, even the Keyblades are different now in our Kingdom Hearts universe, like Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep and Kingdom Hearts 3, and all those Keyblades are, like, different from the ones that the kids used in that war. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I guess I... I would like to see your video and theory on it, but I sort of hand wave that as going like, because uh, there's like Fenra, there's like Lady Log, there's a few that are very, very similar to ones that we end up using in, in Kingdom Hearts Key and Union Cross. And I sort of hand wave the rest and go like, oh yeah, there's some like <laughs> prototype designs or other right. wheels that we don't end up getting to see that maybe went on a different journey and ended up with different keys, blah, 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 blah. Like, then I just kind of go, yeah, yeah okay. But, but right, not, not one was this... made, no, yeah, you're fair enough. But, like, Key was made after Birth by Sleep, right? Yeah. I'm saying that correct? Yeah. So, like, the fact that they knew that and then used different Keyblades, right? Couldn't they have just made the same Keyblade? Like, like 
did something to make the Keyblades the same? Um, I get, I don't know, like, because you, you actually gain a Keyblade from, you know, forming a connection with the people in that world, right? So they go ahead and they, like, you know, we get Lady Luck again because they didn't want to design a new Keyblade and they send us off to a Dwarf Woodlands, um, uh, Wonderland again. And so we, mm-hmm. we get Lady Luck now and, again, I don't, I don't think there are any new Keyblade designs in Key and Union Cross. In Key, yeah. I don't think so. No, no. They're either from Days or from Birth by Sleep <laughs> or from, obviously, right. yeah, earlier yeah. Kingdom Hearts games, but there aren't any new ones. Um, you know, again, they didn't want to design any new ones, I'm sure, when they could just well, reuse Well, they didn't have to design ones. them, right? Because they're, they're already Keyblades in the graveyard. Yeah, I feel like, like some of the ones you're talking about are just very, very, very simple designs. They're just, you know... And they may have like similarities yeah. to older ones, but there are some literally, like I think. Yeah, there are a couple that are the same. I think you were right about Fenrir. I think it's Fenrir. I think there's one from Cage Two, like, like maybe the... whatever the maybe this one I'm thinking of. Uh, is Lionheart there? I forget. Yeah, I forget. I, I'm I'm pretty sure Fenrir's there though. Yeah, because <clears throat> like the taped blade is on there. I feel like I could be yeah, but I don't know. Anyways. I always thought that was weird that they had the differences. Because, right, you, you did the scene twice, once in Key and one again in Union Cross, so it's like, could have updated that. But they didn't. Why didn't they? <laughs> Why is it? I don't, just, know. I don't know. Again, I, I feel like just creating extra assets when you don't really <laughs> or, just to match both by slave, it seems like. Well, there's so many yeah. generations too. Maybe there's a different Keyblade War that happens in the same spot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I've been all, I've been stuck on those Keyblades for a while. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I'm the guy with the the that is it. I can't remember what it's Hebe called. Sylvia. Yeah. Uh, which one? The whiteboard. Yeah. Pepe Sylvia. When he's like, yeah. it's like it makes sense. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> you should watch Sunny. Sunny's a good show. It's good fun. I should watch that, yeah. It's good. Um, all right. So, yeah, that was basically the final change was that, yeah, we're making it less defined and we're talking about now. Um, it's, yeah, the, the, the bloodline. You share a bloodline with yeah. a renowned Keyblade builder instead of that your great-great-grandfather was a renowned Keyblade yeah. builder. And again, I think, it's a, I think it's a welcome change just for, exactly. for yeah, timeline purposes. And it gives makes, yeah, I don't know. If does feel like 150 years just as an average feels again way 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 too short um, it, it does feel pretty short i wouldn't put it out of the question that that's the like the timing but i do like that they've made it a bit more up in the air yeah um yeah definitely yeah like, um, as when i said at the top like yeah they could still it could still be great great grandfather they just wanted to make it like less clear or less yeah. set in stone right now but to me i hope that they don't i hope they extend it a lot further yeah me too me too um yeah well, so that kind of does take us into missing link itself like this is all done a lot of work to um preempt missing link and get i don't get me particularly very excited for it and i know a lot of people as well um oh, yeah and sort of come back to my point like you know the mobile games were never really seen as this 
uber popular thing until basically they were coming to an end or ended like key mm-hmm. kind of started weak where it, it didn't seem connected again people for whatever reason thought that it wasn't connected to the overall story um yeah they were just yeah. content with thinking <laughs> it was this weird little side adventure with 2d assets and disney worlds and then you know a million missions in we fight master ava um and then in Unicross, I think it's I think it's like four hundred missions in. We actually fight Master Ava. It's it's a ridiculous amount. It's a lot, yeah. So they didn't really put their foot forward strong in terms of getting people invested and sticking around. But you know, Unicross finished extremely strong. Um, Kingdom Hearts Three obviously referred back to literally Unicross in one of its more climactic moments <laughs> of the entire thing. Um, yeah. You know, which was a really cool scene. Yeah, Melody Memory ends with talking about Mickey having to go to Skylar Ray Kylum. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously Unicross itself leads into Dark Road, which now I don't know. People people seem very excited and have their eyes on the mobile games, which I think again is not an accident. And now here comes Missing Link to capitalize <laughs> on that. A completely yeah. brand new, fresh start with a player that uh, oh, I missed my chance to play Unicross. I wish I played it. I wish I played it. Hey, guess what? Now's your chance. Now you can make your own character with 3D assets and there's going to be gotcha out all the hell. Customize your appearance. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Get it. Okay. Yeah, sure thing. Sure thing, pal. <laughs> Got my rose-tinted glasses all on. All right, buddy. <laughs> um, nice. And then, yeah, <laughs> we're going to be able to have essentially your player back again living out their second lifetime. I think it's very, very smart and mm-hmm. not even close to an accident, but... Yeah, um... Definitely not, yeah. Let me just pull it up now, but... Yeah, this intro is really cool. The intro is very cool. I'm just going to start it again. I'm not... I think I missed it, but the uh, that very beginning, the the unwritten era, I think me and you started to discuss this, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> can't, can't stop talking <laughs> about this, but find it really especially because of, you know we were just talking about you know the book of prophecies you know maybe they how many different ones are there and like the missing pages and then it's very explicit i feel like with an unwritten era so it's like does this mean all right like is this is this adventure we're going to be on not even foretold in the book of prophecies and That's we see right here the implication the i got from this yeah um so like lushu and the master master know what's happening here but it's seemingly not going to be documented i mean the impression that i get is that he's literally covering whoever this person is they are covering the master of masters eye so they are forbidding the master of masters from seeing this point in time oh that's a good thought i didn't even realize that i don't think it actually makes sense for this to be lushu right because from what we've been told and people keep telling me i'm wrong but from what we've been told (laughs) lushu gave up the keyblade and didn't get it again until the very end of kingdom hearts 3 uh right okay he's keeping I an eye on it from a distance so we this is after union cross though right it's after union cross yeah so we don't i got okay i guess here's here's my impression of what's happening this is going to be where uh lushu bequeaths the keyblade right i feel like right i was under the impression that it was given you know during that last big fight with darkness with like brain and ventus and all them like I think Lucio writes about like bequeathing the Keyblade during all the chaos or something. I'm in like the chaos. That. I bequeath the Keyblade to blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like this is going to be where he actually bequeaths it, and where he then 
transitions like it's a new body um so to me i feel like this is lushu but i mean right who who else would be here that would be in a black coat wielding no name or is that the mystery is that what we're trying to find out i mean okay so we know okay so we know that odin has it at the time of dark road and yep. prior to that from context prior to that uh brain has it well sorry a person that looks at least it looks like at least looks like brain has it at the end of union cross right someone carrying the the black box has it oh i totally forgot about that scene yeah lucy as far as i can tell lucy's already given it up right amid the chaos i bequeath wait Secret Report oh, 12. Yeah. Even on a world line with no Keyblade War, peace is but a dream. In the absence of us and our master, a darkness arrived, one that shall surely lead the world to yet another demise. Amid the chaos, I bequeathed my Keyblade to one of the Union leaders, just as the master instructed. I watched as the five were sent to another world line at no small cost, ensuring the line of Keyblade builders will live on. And now, Keybladeless, I must depart this land to fulfill my final task. This means hmm. casting my own body aside and sojourning my heart in vessel after vessel, as many as it takes. So the way I read this, and again, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't read these like reports as being literal things that were written down, except I guess for the Ansem reports. Shout out the Ansem report podcast. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe they were, but it doesn't matter. Like, um, he gave up the Keyblade, and then he switched bodies, right? The, everything's right. going to shit we see a scene of Lushu talking to Brain and then we don't see Lushu anymore like that's the final time we see Lushu at least in this era okay and literally amidst the chaos of the world crumbling and destructing and dying I feel like he gives it to Brain at that moment or at least gives it to someone that looks like Brain again and the people think oh no he possessed Brain but unless this report is definitely wrong which hey maybe it is Maybe it's a mistranslation. I don't think he possesses his brain. Yeah, I think that I think it was meant to to lead you to think that he possessed brain. I I was under the impression because now yeah, rethinking on that cutscene. I think my impression of that. I don't think he pulls out no name though, right? Or does he? Yeah, he does. He does. Okay. The um, person at the end of Union Cross is carrying no name. Yeah. Right. Well, doesn't he take off his head and it's brain? Yeah. Or I mean, someone that looks like brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't think that's Lushu, right? Yeah. I, I I think that's still Brain. And I think the reason is because I feel like Lushu gives the... Does it? Does he have the box with him in that? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think... So then I think that means also that, this, that the person we see... Okay, well, that, that's where it gets a little tricky, right? Because Chirithi's talking about the guy walking away in back cover as if it's Lushu. So like this lines up with that scene, sure, yeah. And then he pulls it off, and it's and it's brain, right? Or someone that looks like brain, who said I exactly guess the things that, yeah, exactly the same line. As Lushu, well, does he say it exactly? I think he doesn't. He say, it's "May your heart be your guiding key," versus "May my heart be my guiding key." Yeah, which I feel like is yeah subtle. It's which maybe a in Japanese. Issue. In Japanese, it's. I should actually check this scene if this one got updated as well, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the Japanese yeah. text is exactly the same. Okay, and I'm more likely to That's believe that. Guys, yeah, yeah. I feel like there are some errors in this final update because they were just rushed all shit. But yeah, 
I guess, I guess then I would be under the assumption that Lushu is now possessing brain with the context that the this it's the same Japanese text. I guess my my impression upon rethinking on this scene was that brain wasn't possessed by Lushu, but he was the one that hid the box so that Lushu didn't know where the box was. Because I kind I kind of get the vibe he doesn't know unless he's just you know staying quiet throughout Cage Three. But no, he knows. He has it at the end of Cage Three, so he obviously knew where it was. So I, okay, I am more inclined I, so to. I don't know that. if he obviously knew where it was because I don't know. I'm still. A... Well, I don't think it was in reality until that moment, right? I think it comes back in into this reality or something, right? I don't think it was either gets transported through time or or something because Maleficent says something about you know. It's not. It can't be found in this yeah. time it's or something like time. that. Some, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I think I am inclined to believe that this is Lushu possessing Brain, because then, right, we don't see how Brain ends up in Scala. So that scene that we were watching, where he's like has his hand over the eye, yeah. I can see that being Lushu. As Brain. Hopping bodies and dumping brain off at the corner and Sigurd coming up and being like hey I was told you'd be here let's go <laughs> like actually that kind of fits really well in my head okay what, what are your thoughts on that my only problem with that Which is I that think... a shitload oh, yeah, of time has passed and brain is an ancient uh... in that case which I mean Kingdom Hearts has done you know things like that yeah. before with time so it's not the exactly the be on end or like oh no aha uh-huh, it can't be actually no okay no i agree with you i think then yeah <laughs> so brain gets yeah sorry i'm like bouncing all over no the place. it's good it's good <clears throat> i think then brain would be transported into the future because we see don't we see at the end of dark road that um brag guy he actually does have the coat there as well yeah so it seems like he is kind of taking this coat with him my impression was he has the coat now he transports to the future. He has the coat. But it makes more sense even with the, the reports that you brought up that... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm still... Like, that can't be Lushu. If, if the reports are true, that can't be Lushu. But again, maybe yeah. they're wrong. Yeah, I can see him lying about that. I just don't see what the point of lying to a report that in-universe, unless you literally know that the player of the video game is going to oh. read this and get it wrong, and now we're going crazy mad with it. Why well, you would lie? We've never seen Lushu, right? Quote-unquote, we've never seen Lushu? It's true face, no. So yeah, there are theories that, Lushu. yes, he looks exactly like yeah. Brain, yeah. Or maybe somehow yeah they i'm I, i'm sure they can think of a way the, yeah so yeah. No, matter, no matter what to me this person that's reformed here yep unless they are really telling us lies because they claim that uh the lot uh, you know i was in daybreak town it was destroyed i time traveled and then i yeah. ended up here and i guess the hat would be the medium that he reformed with yeah, and now he has all his memories. memories. So someone in this time has memories Ephemer. that he can repopulate himself with. Ephemer, maybe. Well, he's 
probably not around here because they've made the statue and I assume that would be way after after he dies yeah yeah but it seems like Sigurd knows well okay it sounds like he would have it sounds like the book of prophecies was shared that's what I assume yes yeah so they would have memories through Ephemer's telling of it I guess I mean at the same time Lucia was still here if they made some sort of agreement that we're going to send you forward into the future some of my friends escaped with me oh and that would make more sense of why he's talking to lucia at that point i i think they made some level of agreement that we're gonna there is a plan we are gonna work together on a plan here yeah yeah that is that is again we don't see what they talk about but hmm and the last i can see oh oh okay yeah sorry you gotta go 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 Oh, uh, my thinking is right. This kind of gives okay. If if brain is possessed by Lushu, okay, this makes a bit more right because we see Bragai getting murdered, quote unquote murdered by um, Balder. At least right? attacked. And he's like yeah. attacked, right? Um, I would be under the impression then that right, uh, brain while being controlled by Lushu here, would lose his memories while Lushu's in control. <sighs> right? Oh, but you don't need a body to have your heart thrown into the future. You just need memories and a medium. To reform yourself with. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I mean, because that's what happened in Maleficent and Ansem in rechain of memories they actually both say it differently yeah lucy says one thing and the master says another thing one of them's like you need a vessel to inhabit and the other one's like you just need to you or your body will reform itself yeah but yeah so i kind of am under right this seems to line up with the reports and uh the end of back cover where this is like my heart is my guiding key or you know whatever Mm -hmm. you know the line um and the fact that he's in this body and then brain wakes up in the future, right? If your heart just needs memories and a medium, then I can definitely see that uh, brain gave up his body for Lucy to inhabit. That that does make sense. <coughs> yeah, potentially. It, uh, it's tricky. I mean, it follows the rules. I, I think it does follow the rules, yeah. I mean, I do like that it's generating so much discussion because... People, some people had set in stone that yeah, Lucian must be possessed here. So, sorry, <laughs> possessing brain here. My and I don't know if you've seen my vid- like my video, but I had this theory that potentially they need to get a pod back across. Right, they need to get the pod that had that was sent for player initially. They need to go get mm-hmm. that and bring it back and use it to travel forward in time with. So, did they go in and grab the data copy of brain? Because like the the updates go out of their way to be like, we all have data backups, remember? Remember the thing we have? We all have data backups, remember? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why are you bringing that up now when there's so much other shit to do? Why are you like specifically hampering that home if you aren't going to use that information? So I'm thinking like, there's a data brain and there's a real brain. And one of them went forward into the future and one of them stayed behind and became Lucia's apprentice. And that if the, I, I think this is literally like the person we're looking at right now is either brain or his data copy. 
and that he will hand on the coat because remember remember the back cover the like one of the very first lines like take this keyblade and hand it from your apprentice and from his from him to the next apprentice and so on and so forth so that my eye can see the future where i'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing there but yeah, so lushu takes on brain as his first apprentice gives him a cloak and the black box and basically these objects will be continually passed down so brain's apprentice whoever that ends up being you know keep passing it on keep passing it on keep passing it on and then eventually eventually we might end up at odin right like or whoever this because someone's gonna have well it would have to be right eventually yeah i mean either either it gets taken by odin or it doesn't but Mm. it isn't like taken forcefully or like the original owner passes away or something who knows but it has to end up in odin's hands eventually and then presumably odin it gives it to um to xehanort um which could be still be part of the plan he could be like okay this is the final step you're going to give it to the dark seeker and he's going to go and do crazy things with it but i'm assuming i'm assuming everyone that ends up with this keyblade is basically part of the plan except for xehanort himself i don't know you don't think xehanort's part of the plan not like he is but he doesn't know it oh okay does that make sense oh you mean like in on it i see yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like they're given the apprentice role uh but but brain seems to have no memory of it when he right? arrives his... in the future yeah i guess that's why it makes me think this is lushu but i can see so why okay so why does lushu not give up the keyblade like when does he give it up then he still has it at the time of missing link you're saying right i can see and then he gives it what to odin like odin's the only guy he gives it to or so you know someone before odin potentially but hmm right because he does make a point to say i bequeathed it down if you believe report 12 yeah right if you if you believe it i guess is when i i I could see him like kind of going around that point by being like well i bequeathed it to to brain but then i possessed him (laughs) yeah i mean that that is true you could you could rate it like that that he was too hesitant to let (sighs) it go but see i don't know the person that i see in the missing link trailer i feel like is the latest in the line of apprentices and for yeah, whatever reason they've decided because if you want to yeah, get like super well, super meta with it right like the master of Ma- like there's no medals of the missing link characters or the dark road characters right mm-hmm. oh i mean at least the missing link ones well we haven't seen any yet like there is technically young Xehanort and young ericus medals um yeah so like if the master of master's eye has been covered up the entire time therefore it can't be in the book of prophecies like oh that's why there's no <laughs> medals of those i mean it's a stupid it's well, dumb, if, but... yeah no, no, it fits in with the unwritten era too. Like, if they're intentionally hiding this portion of history from the Master of Masters to yeah. enact some plan, right? Because I get the vibe. I don't know. It seems like there's a state of confusion when Lushu brings them back, brings back the foretellers in the Keyblade graveyard. There is for sure. Yeah. So it's like, all right. So if if what you're saying is true, and I, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? This would be where Lushu enacts his plan then uncovers the eye continues on like you know this is normal and then yep summons them after the book of prophecies is finished which right at that point they would have jumped world lines so maybe that like distorts the eye somehow or something i'm not entirely sure but you know this is now a different world line because 
the book of prophecies ends at the end of cage three i mean if that's if that is where it ends where it's like you know uh light is to expire and darkness prevail and then they have world lines and now it's this different uh world line and now lucy's like cool now i can enact the plan or whatever that we set up back in missing link or i guess back here in union cross Mm. yeah i've this this scene is everything that happens with Lucius. So it's this scene and the one right before it where he's talking to the darkness. I feel like they are so important and I I really hope at some point we get to see that full conversation. Yeah. Because right now it cuts to shame. black, right? Yeah. It's I again mean, I mean I read that as like it's a shame this lifetime is the only one you've got. What if you had two? Like I like what what's the what's the next part of this line? Well, but then what's Brain's next steps, right? Now, if, if Brain now knows he can swap bodies to per, like to keep preserving his life, then yeah. why does he wake up in, in Skullhead Kylan like, hey, I was just in Daybreak? Like, that doesn't... That's such a weird... I mean, unless he's lying, he literally says that my friends escaped with me. Like... I mean, wait, does he specify? Okay, I, where does the, where does the pod come so from? So, okay, so the, the way it all, like, works out, right? And I need to... <laughs> I need to lay it all out again. Basically, there's, like, two pods that escape, right? Yeah, no, I mean, no, and we're under sure, the but... assumption it's Ephemer and Skold, right? Yeah, when we see them. We see that they, they, that is what happens. Yeah. Um, and then after that, everything's destroyed. Like, once Ephemer and Skull's pods either... It, let's say Skull gets away, but Ephemer doesn't. Let me go back a bit so we're going to see the state of the room right now. Okay, so the state of the room right now is there are two pods here. This is currently the, currently the real world because they have to send the pods back for to go pick them up, pick up Skull and Ephemer. Mm-hmm. So we're in the real world right now. There's two pods here. In the data world right now, there's um, the one pod on the left for the player, I think, that doesn't end up getting used. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one that ends up that was quote unquote for the player never came through in the first place. There are only six left, I think. Or only Right. God, only a handful left. I don't need to rewatch this stuff. Only a handful Lorium left. And, and El Reyna, those three went to the future. Yeah. A- and the other one that was who knows Strelitzia or Right, 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 right. Yeah. Things? So Maleficent's already got one. One's been destroyed. Oh Maleficent, right, yeah. Um, one's destroyed. Uh, yeah, the true dandelion's got another one, but that's that's the it's one in the middle of this room in the five. real world. The true dandelion has one from from the real world. It's it's the same one that was oh, destroyed. Yeah. The one that was destroyed is the one the yeah. true dandelion gets in. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Um. Yeah, basically. So there's there's one sort of sitting in the data world right now. So when it's time for Ephemer and Skull to use theirs, there are three sitting there. So they take mm-hmm. two of them and leave one behind. So I feel like at this point, like how, how does Brain get to the future then? If we, if we know that he time travels and he says he time traveled, oh, my friend's left with me. That, impl- not confirmed, but that implies that they're time traveling at the same moment. At the same time, Daybreak Town is being destroyed. My friend's left. I left well... with them. Where are they? Wait, but if you're saying that the two on the right are Ephemer and Skulls, then shouldn't there be another one on the left that would be the players? Oh, no. They're all three. Right now, we're in the 
real world and these two so we're going to cut away and the next thing we're going to see is two pods arrive right we don't see how it happens but at the very least we know oh. that two pods are sent back into this room okay right, right. that I, for, I forgot about that yep so we know that for sure and there's so whatever whatever happens room. with lucio and brain no matter what happens two pods are sent back. back yeah okay. and now there's still one I sitting gotcha. there right there's the one yep. sitting there on the left so how does brain get to the future i feel like he must he literally must take the pod on the left which is currently in the data world and use it to go into the future i don't see another way i mean yeah there's other time travel methods sure but i don't how would he get back into the data world though or i mean he can just use the button right and just like summon it oh right he can just he can just transfer uh, he, he just transferred these two towards that for sure he could pull them back yep yeah I would, I would assume i don't know i mean there's crazy things they've been able to <laughs> yeah i feel like from the yeah. terminal in the real world he can do whatever he, he damn well pleases okay so then he just pulls the data back up from himself they just go they just go the out of their way to be like yeah hey, data backup, data backup, and it's like why well even them even there right even that cutscene they'd like pan to that they specific... pan to the pod and go yeah. look there's a pod like, here. hey there's a pod here <laughs> there's hey there's a pod here, here. <laughs> yeah I loved that scene. That was just then when uh, they show all the foretellers. It's so. just gorgeous. Yeah. 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 I love that one. It's. I'm really sad I watched this in Japanese first because man, it hits hard. Yeah, um, it's so good. And again, appreciate yeah. I appreciate uh, Ryuji being there at the time, but God, it hits so much harder when it <laughs> you're reading it and when you can under, yeah understand it yeah in real time. Yeah. It sounds so good in the dub right now as well. By the way, almost done. Almost done. <laughs> Yeah, so that like the Master Masters goes, hey, don't worry, I've got a backup plan. Um, the in the again in the update before this, and I'm pretty sure in this one as well, they're like data backup, data backup, data backup, data backups. Yeah, here you go. Lorium just says out of nowhere, like one of his final lines. I assume people's data just didn't exist when I couldn't find my sisters, but it does. <laughs> but I was wrong. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's like what? Well, okay, thanks. <laughs> what a, what a strange okay, thing to say. So. Okay, I can, I can, I see what you're saying. Then it does make sense for that to be a copy of Brain at that point, right? You just pull, you put him in the pod before you pull him out, or somehow you transfer his data yeah. into a replica or something, right? Like you get him, you get the data copy in the real life. <clears> which again, they've already established you can do because it. we saw Lucio skipping through town with a data backup of someone, whether it's Strelitzia or not. He has a data backup of someone that he obviously pulled out of yeah. that world. Yeah. Yeah. So again, they're like, yep, there's something you can do. You can pull a data copy of someone out of the world. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I'm totally on board then with that because that, that, that would make sense with why it looks like Brain and why Brain is in the future and doesn't remember, you know, having that. And I mean, that kind of makes sense with why he's talking to Brain specifically. Oh, even then, right? He says, you're smart. Like, Yeah, I like you. Yeah, like it, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I think, yeah, see, I, I think the only thing I would then argue against mm-hmm. would be that I still think in Missing Link that is Lushu. Because, right, if we're seeing this black-coated figure go throughout all, you know, we, we saw them at the end of Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, you know, with as, like, 
data brain or you know whatever that is mm-hmm. and then we see brag eye in a similar black coat yeah. and that we know that solution possessing him like i don't know why they would i mean other than the fact that they're trying to throw a red herring why that black coated figure wouldn't be Lushu. Yeah, I mean, I guess from my point of view, like, let's say it's either Brain or Data Brain's Apprentice, then, where, or, you know, in some some way down the line of chain of apprentices, then wouldn't they oh. pass the black coat down as well? Like, wouldn't Data Brain, so you're saying, it is, okay. take the box, yeah. take the keyboard, take a black coat? Okay, this See, is now... This... I think that's where we might disagree. Okay. Is, I think, you know, even if they did pull Data Brain out of the Datascape... Yeah. I still think that's Lushu. But in the Keyblade Graveyard. Unless Chirith, yeah, in the Keyblade Graveyard. Okay. Because, right, he says the same line. I think he even says it in his voice. Uh, yeah, in that cover, he says it in Lushu's voice, yeah. I can't argue with that. And then Chirith is made also... It so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it could be fair. And I think Chirith also says, like, and he went off and did his thing. The implication is that, yeah, like, you see a cut to the Keyblade Graveyard with Lushu walking away with the box, and then you infer that a few seconds later is when the end of back cover happens that the final scene where he goes maybe yeah. I'll be my guiding key you infer that but again nothing's it's not exactly but then confirmed. that would also right then is that would kind of go against unless Briggs voice and Zigbar yeah. is Lucy's voice but it doesn't sound the same to me like because then that right then that scene with with data brain should be data brains voice saying that not lucy's which you know could go back to what you were saying is they just filmed it so long ago yeah. that they can't update it now yeah I, I i don't know it's tricky but i feel like you could sort that of hand wave yeah. that and be like ah that's what brain sounds like actually he, he also sounds yeah. similar to, similar <laughs> like, to we don't know. yeah hmm. again I, I, I also understand that i'm going against i think the more popular grain which is that like the commonly accepted theory is that yeah lucy possessed brain and i don't I don't necessarily hate that either. I just, I'm like, I am. Well, it doesn't make sense. The whole memory thing, unless he just wipes his memory after that and sends him into the future. But then right now, Daybreak Town is destroyed. Like, right. Isn't that the idea is that they have to do it quickly before Daybreak's destroyed. So like they would like brain had to use the pod at that time. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, my, my theory is that he did it between the time where, they walk up to the roof. So they have, they're in the basement right now, but they walk all the way up to the roof, Ephemer and Skull, see the destruction, then walk back down and take the pod and go into the future. So they gave themselves, the writers gave themselves enough enough time where they could go in, summon a pod, go into the future. And then, yeah, so here they arrive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of time. Okay, let's walk <laughs> all the way to the roof. All the way back down again. Look at this devastation, jeez. Yeah, right? It's a gorgeous shot. All the way back down again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, back in we go. And now we're going to time travel forward. At this point, the machine is destroyed. Like, it's, there's, there's no, there is no more time travel. Right, because then it closes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the pond's not there. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's definitely where, yeah. Okay. Again, like, it's not here. And it, it, this is this is the real world, right? So the real world potentially yeah. skull lace right now, and Ephemer doesn't potentially. So either the, either the data pod never comes across. Process. Yeah, if if brain yeah. time traveled with the pod, he had to have already done it at this moment. Yeah, there is no other way he could have done it. 
right? If he turns right, well, and he, well, he might have even, <sighs> yeah, I don't, yeah, it has to be right. Like, I it, there would be really no reason for them to go look at the devastation. I mean, maybe I guess you could argue that they were just curious, morbidly curious, like, "Ooh, I wonder what I can see my house from here." Yeah. Yep, it's it's gone. <laughs> it's, it's gone. halfway in the air right now. Yep. Yeah. But I think they get nah, some clever little be, writing right? trick of like, yeah, here's a few minutes of spare time where we can do some trickery. Oh yeah, well, him and Lucia are talking, doing the plan. They're like, "All right, let them come back. Let's hide. Then let's pull the pod, send you into the future, and pull the data copy out." And then I don't know that that makes. Yeah. That's my theory. That's yeah. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but well, that that's the only the way we've seen them right able to time. Oh well, hold on. Yeah, yeah, the there are other methods, be... right? Yeah, you could there just are methods, yoink yeah. your heart out and then eventually plant yeah. it back in your body later on. That's what I'm saying. That's, Which, that's why I, I keep mean, clarifying. If yeah. he traveled with the pod, yeah, it had to if he traveled with the pod, yeah. Because yeah. with the the right, the pod's the only re. Okay, maybe the pod isn't how he traveled then, right? Because the pod is the only way to travel to the future without losing your body, correct? Or does that still strip no, away? No, you your, lose your body. Your body yeah, well. it just ends up being okay. reformed. So okay. the thing is, like, let's so, say, yeah. like, it, it strips your heart, it strips your body away, but in theory, the body is still free to be used, right? Like, so did did well, our okay. brain go into real brain, brain's body? <laughs> and that's well, Evan's the only one that shows up with the pod, right? All the other ones are just on the ground because he doesn't time travel. He, this is the theory at least. Skull does. Everyone else just yeah, podlessly arrives, but Effman doesn't travel at all. He just floats he ashore. Just survives that. It's strong okay. enough for him to survive. Yeah, but he doesn't actually go anywhere. Okay, okay, that's fair. I can see that actually. But then I would argue that Skull doesn't, because it seems like they're both. Which big. is possible, right? Because we know someone that looks a lot like Skull is also yeah. at that time. So if she's not Subject X, then did she also not time travel at all? Yeah, and that she's saying in this time, it's possible. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The dark road ending made it a lot less clear. Mm-hmm. Um, because the again the the running theory prior to this was that yeah she did time travel and she's subject to X, but it's also very possible that I mean I think Arvo, the, the case I, for, I, for subject X being Arvo became a lot stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean the way I read it. <laughs> the way I read it is that yes, FMFM floats ashore right now. So this is literally Daybreak Town has just been destroyed. I don't think he's time traveled to a future point in time where there's also wreckage of Daybreak Town. I think yeah, the implication is that he didn't travel at all. <laughs> right. Um, it's you know what a few hours later, whatever the storm has passed, and um, he sees this landmass over to the side, and again the camera. This is how I read it because the camera pans over to it, but... To the landmass behind him, right? Right. Yeah. And I assume that's where you would go to try and build a world. Now, the the modern-day scholar that we know, that could have been built over this... Well, it definitely is. Because the because that's... Town Tower is underneath it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. cage three fight, you see it. Built yeah. literally on top of the clock tower. Right. But I think the... The, the, the framing of the shot... Gothic one. Heavily yeah. implies that Skull is built over there. Yep. Again, unless I would agree with that. Like yeah. why? Unless why it's just pan, being like why do that though? Like why pan across to the? Yeah, why show islands over there? <laughs> yeah, you could have just lingered on the part where you could have just lingered here if you wanted to. 
but you explicitly yeah. make a choice to pan over to or sorry zoom out i should say you i mean you pan. could make the argument that they're panning across the devastation but like that still doesn't give no. like reason why there's a land mass behind <laughs> yeah because you see i mean you see yeah. like way more devastation in this shot right this opening shot here yeah yeah then you do in that sky i've never looked at that it looks gorgeous it's pretty detailed yeah it almost looks like the um the final world sky yeah mm, anyway um <laughs> like you, you've shown oh wait wait yeah does already. it have a different sky box after it does i think let's see that's nah, just the same version i think but yeah. yeah and then you explicitly show another landmass there so yeah i think the idea is that <laughs> different scala is built on that one and then yeah maybe they keep expanding and they even expand onto the ocean and right the scala that we know the ericus and say you know what you know where dark road is set is potentially over this wreckage here potentially um yeah i think it, yeah definitely yeah, so everyone, yeah, like I said, everyone rocks up podlessly. Well, even in, um, even in, and I'm just remembering this right now, in Remind, when you do that little puzzle with the, the world maps, the with the red, blue, puzzle. and... Yeah, I go on. I think so. Yeah, it's, yeah. It says break, yeah. And it, like, gives you the story. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, it, it skips over the whole portion where, uh, you know, there's a, a Skalid Kylum before the one we know right so the whole unwritten era in there yeah true true yeah, yeah. yeah good point because right that would be where that would be separate from the book of prophecy and it still wasn't written about right right yeah no true um yeah so again just just kind of try and clarify my thoughts in a quick just summary yeah i think mm-hmm. i feel like this guy here could well be the either brain or his data copy yeah again potentially inhabiting brains currently unoccupied body potentially um this person here because again according again i'm only going i'm only so determined to like stick to this point just because report 12 is so clear that i gave up my keyblade then i you know amidst the chaos then (laughs) i ran off and started switching bodies like for him to lie in his own report seems strange but i i if it ends up that I'm completely wrong here, then I'll definitely concede the point. But I'm, I guess I'm just like, they, they really made it clear that, <laughs> no, like, why would they break yeah. their own rules so soon after writing them? But <clears throat> yeah, so the brain or his apprentice, and he's gonna, you know, grow up and eventually bequeath the keyblade to someone that he trusts to his own apprentice, give him the cloak, potentially keyblade and black cloak, and be like, all right, this is the plan. This is what we have to keep doing. And then yeah, eventually mm. that person you know apprentice 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 um is gonna rock up at the time of missing link and it's gonna be the person that um that we saw covering the keyblade here right yeah that's yeah i didn't even put that together and i even put i even like pulled out the unwritten era but not the fact that he like because i knew i thought he was just like you know putting his hand over the blade right like showing showing it off kind of thing but no, he literally is just like it's explicitly covering the, covering last, the like, eye yeah. five frames yeah it's just yeah over the eye yeah um so that yeah yeah and like again, it's it, just like hey don't see anything <laughs> which is funny like because if that's how that works that's hilarious to me i don't know why but that's just funny to me i mean it may be more symbolic than literal but i Fair think enough. the implication is that yeah the master of masters can't see this point in time and i 
I assume you do this because you're trying to fight the darkness. I assume you do this because you know darkness has somehow read the Book of Prophecies or read some parts of it. And oh, we know he has, yeah. Right, and so you you want to keep some level of like if you're going to formulate a plan, you do it. Well, yeah, I don't know. You you try and you do it, (sighs) yeah. Like if there's all this talk about the child of destiny and singularities and stuff. And it's common knowledge at this time, but darkness isn't aware of it. Like, at some point, you're going to make a play, right? At some point, you're going to be like, all right, I trust Lushu. He's going to be the wild card here to go back to the friggin' oh, it's always sunny. Um, well, or whoever this is. Well, I think you still trust Lushu to, to, like, to pass on the message to his apprentice and to his apprentice and so on and so forth. Like, here's okay. this crazy plan. I'm going to help you from the distance. I, I, I'm always going to be there helping you from a distance, watching over this Keyblade. You know, actually, there you go. He's watching over the Keyblade from a distance, he says in the reports. But yeah. what if he's also watching over his apprentice and carrying out this plan? Like the and a, the chain of apprentices. It's, yeah. And the Keyblade is a shorthand for, I'm, you know, I'm carrying on this legacy thing, that I'm, this plan we're trying to enact here. Yeah, yeah. And then once the job yeah. is finally done, you know, the Keyblade War is finally refought. Okay, finally back where it belongs. Like we we did it. It's done. Will <laughs> someone the foretell us back? We'll... Man, yeah. I don't know. It makes no, a, a weird I, level I, of sense yeah. to me. <laughs> like, no, it does make sense. Because right, he would have. Yeah, I mean, right. It has like two implications at that point, right? Like he he sent it off to be with his apprentices, but then like it would have also been like okay cool the, the plan actually worked kind of thing like mm. i don't know yeah because obviously like at the time of dark road when it when odin's in control of it the master can see all of that again right because it's yep. hanging up on the wall clear as day like we're all staring at this thing it can and it's staring right back like i mean i guess right this generation would be the one well maybe maybe longer than a generation but i'm assuming if that's our player character that then grows up to be the blue clothed guy you mean the guy in white would... or oh yeah this guy yeah. All right right he's in blue um or like his inner shirt's blue <laughs> um yeah sure sure sure, sure sure he would right this would be the generation that would be unwritten no i wouldn't say the entire period but maybe i mean who knows uh, i kind of infer that that would just be like all right what player is going to do or what the player character is now going to do to combat the darkness or whatever plan we're going to enact the book of prophecies isn't going to be isn't going to know about this generation i agree yeah see i don't know if which i guess would that go would on, that go be hiding xehanort's birth as well like would yeah. that be why potentially okay. yeah yeah but then I he f- ends up back in the eye again so right as soon as yeah, as soon as the blue coat person croaks, yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the, I don't know. Sigurd is part of some level of organization, right? Um, he's gonna yeah. radio back to headquarters. He's I don't know. Is it like is there some sort of shadowy organization that's working to either keep things in accordance with the Book of Prophecies or like make sure the Master's plan is coming to fruition without I don't know. I mean, they seem to worship Ephemer. Right. So I'm sure he's part of some organization. <clears throat> and Ephemer is obsessed with the Book of Prophecies. True. So I'm sure their order is going to be like, 
somehow keeping in line with what the book of pro because i mean literally ephemer's like entire life goal was to read that thing right so i can't imagine him see that's what's weird that's the only thing that i haven't quite figured out is how ephemer's transported to the future in that moment of need for sora at the exact age he was when we see him in union cross right because if he's somehow like it seems like he's led this legacy in this town like he's built this place so how is he then appearing to sora unless that's just like the representation he chose yeah i'd probably be more inclined to believe that yeah um yeah and again, it's like, we're going to see old man Ephemer showing up. Like, we're not going to know who that is. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll yeah. Ferret, unless he's... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Maybe Ephemer died as a kid, you know? He just... I don't know. I mean, it's... <laughs> and we're fighting his dark, uh, dark Inferno key. There you go. There you go. It's heartless. If Ephemer's got the Book of Prophecies and he's read up to and including the point where... And then Sora reached out for help. And I... Yeah, I willed it into existence. Me, a person from the past, you know, sent my friend, the player, you know, has helped through the form of the player. Oh, and yeah. all of the players, Dude, basically. Like every that. single person that's formed a connection with him. Cause Does he reach out his hand in that cutscene as well? Uh, okay. I honestly don't remember. You don't <laughs> need to pull it up. But, right? Like, how... Because, right, because I think you had brought this up, and I, I'm kind of on board with the whole... You know, Sora being the third incarnation of the player character. Because, like, it makes sense to me, at least. Right, the scene when, like, yeah. Ephemer and Sora just bathed in light, and then Ephemer turns around. Well, they're just staring at each other for a bit. (laughs) But, man, this scene would be so cool if he reaches out. But I don't know if he's going to reach out. (laughs) No, he doesn't. That's why you save him, yeah. But even then, like, he's still bathed in light where, you know, the player is in this dire need of help and Ephemer reaches down and helps out. There's like, a player one. The parallel yeah. to that scene? Right. Like, if Sora is the third incarnation of the player character, that would just make <clears> the <throat> scene even that much more great. <laughs> Man. I used to talk about it forever, but I never got the video done. But yeah, the idea that Sora, like, literally was the player. Before I even knew, like, that the player was a like able to reincarnate yeah i think i remember discussing that with you a lot yeah i don't know because it, it yeah the whole like uh save point thing especially like being called into question or not called into question but put in the spotlight in the final battle where like you literally do the death animation and then you're brought back <laughs> it's like oh yeah that at the very very just, end just of using the power of waking or whatever yeah yeah I ran out of hard drive space literally right as I was capturing this final scene. So I actually don't, oh, no. <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that scene. I, the rest kinda, of I feel like to me really seems to. Uh... Well, yeah. What we're talking about is so in the final beam clash in Kingdom Hearts 3, where Sora sort of shoots out a beam of light, but Xehanort blocks it and then launches one back from the Keyblade. And then. They say eventually Sora quote unquote dies, you know, he takes the death animation and then you have to click the button a couple of times. I think it plays the same sound as you die in the game as it's well. It's an exact, yeah, it's an exact death animation by by all recollection. Um, yeah. You know, you, Sora's still floating there. 
and then you click X a couple times, and then Donald and Goofy call out the Sora. I think you hit hit triangle, don't you? And effectively, yeah. then you are a few. And I think it's called earlier. Trinity. Yeah, yeah, Trinity. That's the way. Ooh, called Trinity. Um, <laughs> for the third life of the player, then you are. Long. Um, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, you're back in time a few seconds earlier, but this time Donald and Goofy are helping you block against the beam, and you win. Yeah. Um, the idea that like it is a special trait of the video game player, like the actual person holding the controller that is the one controlling the video game character. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's not like... Like, Sora can defeat Lingering World. He can defeat Yozora, right? But there's a 0% chance they can do that on their own the first try. Mm-hmm. It's your experience with, you know, learning the patterns of the boss and learning that, okay, no, he faint. He feigns an attack six times, but he attacks on the seventh. Like, then that's the one I got to block. Like, blah, 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 blah. All the tricks you learn, all the retries that you do. Um, I don't know. That... It kind of just... They're canon, right? Like, it, it's it, canon to your experience. It, right. It does sort of seem that way. And now that we're kind of pushing towards, oh, okay, you come from a video game. There's this video game character here in the form of your Sora. I don't know. Again, I've talked about it on stream to death, but the idea that <laughs> is Nomura trying to draw some side of some sort of interesting line between video game characters, and I don't know. It's a, it's a fun rabbit hole to sort of start thinking about. Well, I think even yeah. Well, the whole like uh, you know the whole Yozora fight where Yozora is the main character in his video game, Correct. and we're Sora, the main character in our video game, right? And we have two canon endings where they finish. You know, like the the sentences are swapped around for which ending you get. I still get chills still thinking like, about it. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> so cool. It's yeah. Really cool. But it's like, yeah, like, for those characters, they never lose, right? You know, he's always like, I never lose, as he, like, kills Sora. Sorry, and then, like, I Sora... Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, I didn't get the right quote. Yeah, go on, right, yeah, so. sorry. But, uh, yeah, but just the fact that that exists, like, those two are canon to this. I mean, maybe maybe they're not. I, I always understood that as like two branching world lines. You know, we're seeing where Yozora wins, which is canon to Yozora, and we're seeing Sora wins, which is canon to Sora. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we don't really, we won't know for sure until the next game, I don't think. You know, I'm sure there's probably only one canon storyline, but. Or canon yeah, world I would assume so. I assume it's the one where Sora wins because we're playing Kingdom Hearts, but you know, you never know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that was an interview, though, right? That. That the non that the losing ending is non-canon. They just wanted to give you something for, like, in case you couldn't beat the ending. Uh, yeah. But I, I but we be can't trust here. interviews. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I no. do agree. I don't think I don't really think that we can. Um, but no, I, I I think I remember that interview as well. But it was also like a, that was such a cool experience too, like fighting that. I literally thought when I played it, I was like, oh wow, like this is impossible. And then I died, and then I was like, oh yeah, cool. I wasn't supposed to beat him. And I think I talked to Bio later, and it was like. No, nah, you can beat it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> You're sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think I I was up really late and I was just like, oh, cool. I got a cutscene. And done. I was like, I'll go back and, and try to beat it the later. DLC and you snapped your disc and off. You're like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Buddy, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, again, I'm very excited for Missing Link's story just for everything that it could potentially entail. I don't know. Like this, the idea of it being an unwritten era that you got this like like so good like literally uh, sorry the player 
and again we're assuming this guy in the white coat is the player um like literally mm-hmm. salutes FMA as you were saying like they do seem to very much respect him um yeah and so we've seen obviously this gameplay in Disney World I guess I was going to ask you like what do you think is going to be the reason for the gameplay like why are we going to these various Disney Worlds yeah um I think yeah with the Kingdom of Corona like yeah I think obviously right they're going to try to reuse as much assets as they can but the Kingdom of Corona right this bloodline is kind of severed in that movie I don't know if you've seen Tangled but mm-hmm. like you know this missing child missing child missing link mm-hmm. is stolen um and she's like part of the royal bloodline and the fact that this game is all about bloodlines just makes me think right like if if this is it right all the worlds are in different world or different times so i'm assuming we'll be going there when the you know the child is first taken um yeah so it could be, be like could be exactly know, like trying to go like a yeah, dark rescue robots. the right right but uh, I, I'm assuming that the whole royal bloodline will fit into this, just because she is a princess that's been stolen. But sure. Um. So there's that world, and then there's Skullid Kylum, which you know is the base world. So I'm not really sure. I mean, we have you know brain and stuff like he's the royal bloodline of Ericus, and then there's another Keyblade wielder that'll be the royal bloodline of. Well, I mean, it's Skulled and or not Skulled, but look-alike scold in ephemer i think right he's the bloodline they're referring to ephemer is the blood yeah i mean obviously xehanort is somewhere in ephemer's lineage yeah i noted this in my video but i i found it really weird that player wouldn't also reference scold like if scold okay so if that woman that is xehanort's mother is also in scold's (laughs) family tree like you know is is her answer is she is a descendant of Skulls. I'm trying to find my words here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why player wouldn't also mention that? It seems very weird to exclude her because he seems to have like a lot of respect for Skuld. Um But I guess maybe in universe, Ephemer might be extremely powerful. Like there's the the Wreck-It Ralph character, the um, the sergeant, whatever her name is. Uh, yeah. Played by Jane Lynch. I don't remember her name. Notes yeah. that like, oh, Ephemer, you, you look like you can handle yourself, like. He seems to be quite strong in universe, so maybe okay. that's why. I mean, even though like player O code both of them together at the same time. Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess he was closer to Ephemer. I feel like, like I know he went on. He, he like tried to find Ephemer with Skull, yeah. but I mean, they were first. You know, that was his first out of Union friend, I think. Uh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. I, I would definitely make an impression. Whereas, you know, Skull, the rest of the crew. Actually, did he only meet Skull? Did he not meet the rest? No, he no, he hopped in when the rest of them were there. So I feel like they wouldn't... I don't know, but that, you're right. I feel like he... Because right, they appeared both at the end when he's like... Uh, when the player's on the ground reaching up to Ephemer. I think Skull's there as well. Yeah, he is. So, they both are, yeah. So I don't know why... Skull comes through the portal him. first, whatever, however they arrive. Um, right and then ephemer comes straight afterwards but yeah so i i don't know if skulls is in xehanort's family tree i mean there's obviously a woman that looks exactly like her that well very similar to her um that's his mother but i sort of yeah threw around the idea that like maybe she's not necessarily like i mean it's possible that she paired up with ephemer right like and that do they use 
yeah pronouns now or did they just say refer to the bloodline because they could have that that could have been an oversight that you they share addressed. a bloodline with a renowned keyblade wielder i think is the new line right a so renowned I mean, keyblade could, wielder. could be scold at that point but then they finish it but off I, by I saying it that because i say this with conviction because in in your veins beats the blood of ephemer or something a good friend of mine Blah, 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 oh, blah. he does say ephemer. The okay. final line is still about ephemer, yeah. Okay, okay. Fair enough then, yeah. Um, um, so that's the implication. Yeah, considering the... Right, right. Uh, considering the other worlds, I think the only other two we see is Scholar Kylum, and I think we talked about this, but it's either the Dark World or Castle of Dreams before it's like... Either before or after it's pulled down, but we don't see the actual Castle of Dreams... Uh, castle in the background like we do in 0.2 when aqua's fighting there in the dark world yeah so it looks it um, looks visually quite similar to like you said the dark world version of um the dwarf woodlands though yeah there's just no tower in the back right so i i'm kind of leaning right yeah we're here uh if you guys are watching on screen very foresty you know. and yeah but it has like the whole thorns like the the castle of dreams had but Right, that could have easily just been the Dark World's, like, overlay on top of the Castle of Dreams. Well, I guess it's different, or, right? Like, it's... Enchanted Dominion. Like, Enchanted Dominion was, like, Maleficent was the cause of the thorns, but if we're saying it's the Dwarf Woodlands and that this rock is where that queen falls. Um... Oh, I was saying... No, because if you look in 0 0.2, isn't this... this That would be Maleficent's tower in the background, correct? I suppose, yeah. I don't know. Now, now that I'm watching, I think I agree with you initially. But now that I'm watching it again, it almost looks more like dwarf woodlands. I think I don't know. No, there are thorns on the right there. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, either way, they're going to be reusing um, the previously established area. assets, right? Like that's yeah. I mean, they clearly have. Like it's <laughs> obviously Kingdom of Corona. I, yeah. I did a comparison on Twitter, but it's ex it's exactly the same location yeah, that exactly. Star first arrives. Um, and this one's definitely zero point twos. At least arena area where you fight dark side. Yeah, um, yeah. Just without the background elements, I would say. Okay, I'm less I'm less confident on that, but yeah, I I I, I mean, I, visually yeah. it looks very similar to it. I I can't argue with that. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Um. And yeah, obviously the gotcha is in full swing. There are statues everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I, I love the trophies though. Like I love them. They look really cool. <laughs> like I I know they're like, yeah, I'm gonna make you buy these or pull these. I know you want that aqua. You're gonna have to pull ten times. That's right. <laughs> what do you think our currency is gonna be? I don't know if that is. I don't think it's gonna be jewels. jewels again, or if they want to distance themselves from that and go kingdom buckos. I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> kingdom buckos. Why not? Little hearts. I mean, I could see it being like, nah. I was gonna say pages, but I don't think Ephemer would like just <laughs> pages toss around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't really make much sense. Yeah. I am really excited for the gameplay though, because I was reading in an interview that like you'll be able to like. My idea of the gameplay is like you'll be right. You'll have your GPS in an area around you that you can move around with like a control stick or whatever. Okay. Um, because they said it's gonna still be a video game. Um. But then I'm assuming as you walk, right, it'll move your area that you can move in. Um, so, like, right, being able to swipe up a building will be, like, controls that you use with your touch touchscreen. But then the areas, because you can see that, like, that, like moving 
circular uh right this is a little radar but yeah you have that little radar around you right yeah you can see here where it's like along the yeah the outer parts of the building so like i'm assuming you'll move around in the area and then if you want to like stop at like a stoplight or something that you can still explore the area that the circle circle portion allows you to travel around so i'm I'm pretty excited which in and of itself is quite similar to like pokemon go like you when you walk around in the overworld there, which is corresponding to your real world GPS location, there is a, a small white weight radar around oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah. And any Pokemon that pop up in that area are the little Pokestops where you get your resources from. Yeah, true. Yep, I didn't even think about that. It's the way yeah, that, that he's like sense. running though. I, I don't know. So the map. That's, that's what I'm saying back. is like you'll be able to control it like a thumbstick. I'm pretty sure that's what Nomura said. Like you'll still be able to control like a normal like a uh, console game. So you'll have the ability to move around mm. with a joystick. Um, but the GPS aspect is more of like where you can access. I don't know. So I see this like the city in the map behind. And I'm always wondering if that's, if we're going to do this AR aspect thing, like, is that what you're going to be seeing? You're going to be seeing like representation that looks more like that. And then if you actually want to start playing, do you get to then zoom in a bit closer? Because he's, he's running well, around. It like, like it's a running animation. I don't think... Like, are you saying that yeah. the player actually playing the game is also running similarly? Like, you're not, right? You're saying that you no, can no, control no, no, no. that with a... I'm saying the area where you're standing will give you that, like, circular area that you can move your character around in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, can you see in the shot right here, there's that really close ring where the Heartless are inside, but there's, like, another ring... The, the, yeah so that's the Quite battle ring and then you have the your area of exploration ring like how you were saying the pokemon go one right so what you think you, you can move your character anywhere within your your larger ring yeah. you can make him run around and stuff yeah okay. i i think so okay okay because okay, okay, okay. i think when you enter the battle you like that turns sideways right or was it before that it turned sideways it turns sideways when it says battle start yeah i don't so know if that, that was in, like a stylish thing I can also see, yeah, no, that definitely feels like, you know, when you enter combat, you'll turn side. I mean, that, I guess it could be optional. I mean, it looks cool um, for the trailer, at least, for it to be full screen. Yeah, true. That <laughs> little rock attack is so underwhelming compared to all the previous ones. Like, oh, yeah, someone <laughs> thunder, someone lightning, someone water. It's like hit him with a shit color. And rock. then just like a. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just appears on them, too. It doesn't even drop on them. Goes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But man, yeah, I'm really excited because I think it's just like the, like, this is a console game. Like, this looks like Kingdom Hearts 3 to me, right? Like, I know a lot of people say it's, like, downgraded. Like, I get that, but this is also dev. Like, you know, you're not going to render the entire, I guess this is, like, the release trailer, though, so I can I can see that. But to me, this is just, like, the start of, like, console gaming coming to phones, which is really cool. Or like console graphics coming to phones. Yeah, I mean... It's a big upgrade regardless, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's a previous console... Uh, phone games or you played. previous phone games, yeah. Right, I guess I haven't played too many phone games. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some pretty good-looking ones. Um, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good... I'm mean, obviously... You know, you've got maybe lower poly Unity assets, but they still look good on, you know, a modern modern cell phone device like it's yeah i mean not gonna uh, i don't be think what... this is unity though is it 
It definitely looks like. Oh, Unity sorry, 4. Unreal. On it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, no, no. You're good. Well, because I knew they had done Unity for uh, Melody of Memory. Yeah, that's. I think that's why I got confused. But yeah, on. Yeah. They're literally just reusing old assets, right? For yeah, all the enemies, yeah. at least. So obviously, the buildings look like kind of shit in the background, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, so I assume there's going to be pretty heavy gacha presence, but like, I don't know. I noticed that when you attack like a large body, they don't, it doesn't reflect off the front. Like you can still damage them. So it's yeah. not that selective in how you actually attack your enemies. They're more just, I suppose, big HP sponges that. Yeah, I think it'll be like the Union Cross, right? Like, right. Like, you'll just be attacking the enemy. Yeah. I mean, if it's fun, I don't really care. Like, as long as the gameplay is, like, fun and satisfying. Yeah. And this raid battle? Potentially a raid friends. battle again, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, that sounds, sounds awesome. That sounds so exciting to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, like, if they implement also, like, the the raiding remotely, you know, at Pokemon Go, like, me and you, Whale, joining <laughs> a, a gym, like, just, I don't know. The idea of that just is so cool to me. Like, I don't know, man. I'm really excited. Hmm. I know that, that that's probably not what's going to happen. You'll probably raid with local people, but still, even that's cool. Like, Yeah, maybe you could do yeah. if if that is what's going to be. Like, I guess we're, we're assuming right now that this boss fight isn't like a scripted story fight and that it's something right. that, or maybe, maybe it is, <laughs> but it's something you could potentially invite your friends to, to play along with you with. Right. Obviously, like, I guess it was like the first raid battle was the dark side, right? Right. So I guess that was my idea. Okay. Or my reasoning. But yeah, not totally fair. It could just be a story sequence. But I mean, it, it seems to be other players playing along with you there. So I, I assume there is this is a multiplayer fight, whether it's part of the story or or not. Right. Um. Yeah. I, like Pokemon Go made makes a lot of money from these remote raid passes, right? Where there's a collectible monster <laughs> and you're incentivized to do these battles because you can collect the monster afterwards and you have a chance at it being shiny which is you know an alternate color scheme which right. is you know has this no real value <laughs> apart from the fact that it's just rarer than a regular one it's shiny a bit of shiny yeah. that's right um and you know you're, you're trying to go for the strongest variation of the species so do you i still imagine like they wouldn't charge you to actually play the combat of this game i feel like there'll be uh, gotcha aspects to it I, mean, I, I, I don't know well namora did say that there will be a way to purchase uh kind of like gps tokens so you don't have to travel to places you can just warp there oh boy I, I i don't know if he said purchase but i'm i think he said there is like a currency involved in like you know if you want to just warp to somewhere you can warp instead of traveling there so what i guess i'm wondering like what does that actually get you like what's the reason for warping to a place what what's the I, I, I imagine it'll be like you know in your area you know maybe like 10 kilometers away from you there'll be a mission or you know there'll be an objective to walk x amount of distances from your home base or something mm. like i'm sure it'll be like more of a like a pikmin or pokemon style of adventure challenge like of just you know getting being active or going out exploring i guess you know there's no basis for that but i just kind of assumed so we're trying to tie that back into like, okay, what is the law reason? Like, are we are we patrolling our town looking for like abnormalities? Like, what what's the reason? Like, are oh, we trying to yeah. we trying to keep things in line with the Book of Prophecies? Like, we know this is an unwritten <laughs> era, so we don't necessarily oh, this sounds like know. Sounds like a cult now. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously, like, uh, yeah. We, we, a little character in the white coat sort of touched his ear to his earpiece as well. And I, I read that as being very similar to Secured radioing back into headquarters. So I assume oh, yeah. Yeah. they're in the same organization, club, as Secured is. And yeah, so I'll probably be doing missions for our Professor Oak, which is Sigurd or something. <laughs> <laughs> but because Sigurd seems to have some sort of awareness of the Book of Prophecies, like he knows that uh, Brain was going to arrive when he did, and yep. seems to be following along with Ephemer's ideals, I I guess. Um, right. That we're all going to be doing essentially the same thing, like trying to keep things in line with the Book of Prophecies. That's. Or okay. trying to trying to yeah. bring about the world that it, it it predicts, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say there. Oh yeah, because I I think Namora also said they were experimenting with like changing the environments, you know, like during events and stuff like that. So like, you know, the the I think they were saying that they were gonna make like the green pastures like different environments to map to, or to kind of match what the area was, and then they kind of did away with that. And okay. it was going to be more event focused, so I mean that that kind of falls in line with what you're saying, I think. Interesting. 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 All right, we've talked for three hours. Let's <laughs> let's finish this trailer off. Uh, uh, yeah. Go we have fun, don't we? No, um. Ah, this is highlights of my week, <laughs> <laughs> months, whatever. But yeah, I, I don't know. I still, I don't know. We really don't know many details about the story so far, but obviously. If they're smart, they'll try and set up Kingdom Hearts 4 with it, or I guess potentially even link Kingdom Hearts 4 back into this, because if it is going to go on for as long as Union Cross did, or they hope for it to be a big platform that'll bring yeah. in lots of money in, in perpetuity, like, they'll probably try and it, launch strong, yeah. and then hopefully have a big, another boost of players when Kingdom Hearts 4 eventually comes out. Yeah, I don't think it'll be quite as similar to Union Cross, just because I feel like you know, this is part of the Lost Master arc, which I, I believe they said 4 is as well, but I could be wrong. I believe so. So I, you know, the other, the previous one was like, you know, Union Cross was kind of separate in a way. And, you know, it wasn't actually in the end, but it was separate from the story they were telling at the time. You know, the Secret of Darkness saga or whichever, whatever they called it. Right. Um, so I feel like this one would either try to finish before 4 or at least, you know, kind of stay on the same Really? You think it would be I wrapped it, up by the time 4 comes out? Either that or 4 is just totally not going... Like, either at the end is going to touch on the Lost Master arc. Because I guess I can see 4 being kind of trying to get Sora back to Kingdom Hearts... Or, like, to the world of Kingdom Hearts, as opposed to Unreality. Yeah. Well, that'll be the Disney character's goal and, like, Riku and Kari's for sure. Yeah. So, I... Yeah, this I guess this would be kind of concurrent with that. I guess maybe kind of similar to Union Cross where it would be setting up the story for post cage for a post a couple cage games to kind of set up the you know the end goal or at least give meaning to what uh you know enemies Sora's fighting which it sounds like will be the the lost masters yeah well I, I feel like if they want to tie it all in together they'll have some sort of like you <laughs> Like you need to set up a lot more about the, like the darknesses and unreality and like how these characters learned about it in the first place. Like, because like you know, Ansem, right. Secret of Darkness. Oh, sorry, I guess Apprentice saying not 
seems aware of that world, right? And even potentially, like Yen said, is aware of that world based off what Melody of Memory says. Like you have to, right? You have to get that information out there somewhere. And um, I feel like this game is going to play around with it. Like I'm sure they'll have some sort of science lab where there's characters trying to figure out or doing research on the worlds outside of their own. No, no, I think I agree because uh, in Scarlet Kylum, I think in in the Ultimania, it confirms that the the enemies you're fighting, like the thirteen Xehanorts, are actually replicas. Yes. Um, yeah. So right, I yeah that that kind of ties into your whole laboratory theory of like you know there was replicas before Vex and made them. Yeah, I don't know. I like the idea that so I don't know. I'm really excited because brains back. He's arrived in this time and presumably straight after where Union Cross leaves off, mm-hmm. Missing Link is going to pick up. Um, glad to see our boy back. I mean, do you reckon we'll get any voice content or it's all going to be Oh, I text-based? Def- definitely. Nah, I think it'll be voice. If they're going into the whole like 3D modeling and like voicing Sigurd, mm-hmm. right, right. I guess why why get a voice actor just for a trailer? Yeah, like, for sure. I guess you could, but... Also, a point about that. I'm I was so excited that they like revealed that in a cipher. That's great. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. I, was, I yeah, just be, I love cryptography and stuff like that and I really want to delve into the Scala language at some point or, you know, <laughs> at least get some clues so we can go back to Cage through Remind and read that like massive plaque on the break. I am uh, I'm really 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 glad you brought that up by the way because speaking of the um ciphers the f- <clears throat> the 13 questions asked by Nomura in that Q&A given out um, if anyone's unaware there was a interview published right at the same time that the Dark Road finale came out basically having these 13 questions um, and they would say Q question 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 A answer 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 um, but the 4th and the 10th Q was replaced by an O um, ah, so yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility that on the 4th of the 10th which is tomorrow um, something <laughs> might happen <laughs> uh, you think it'll be I kind of assumed it would be American but I, I could be totally wrong about that so like the 10th of April next year yeah that's possible because <laughs> I feel like they said you know the beta will be out in 2022 but i don't think they said released by yeah the beta's coming out tomorrow what do you mean it's coming out on the 4th of the 10th yeah. <laughs> we're all we're all invited to it uh, I, okay i could see that i could see that <laughs> i assumed it would be more about the release date but beta date could be dude if it drops tomorrow man Oof. this work week's gonna be hard yeah no shit <laughs> no kidding oh man um yeah i don't know I'm, I'm really excited for it i I feel like they've given us so little to speculate on so far, um, apart from just like previous context from earlier games. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as it's not too insanely predatory, <laughs> <laughs> I think just mm, I'll be yeah, happy. I wouldn't get your hopes up. <laughs> but no, I really if, feel if, like I mean, if there is gotcha in it, hot, we don't know gotcha in it. I mean, as long as you can still complete it, like I mean, the dream is that you can still complete it through skill, right? Like you don't necessarily need to have. Or time, yeah. I mean, I guess what I've said, like we've seen combat so far, right? Um, So if you can dodge enough and not take enough damage and deal enough damage out, like, yeah, maybe you do chip damage, but at least you do some. And you can Uh, eventually beat the content. Union Cross, you couldn't, Couldn't dodge, yeah. You were 
dealing out your damage and you could maybe put an enemy to sleep if you were lucky like that would be a way around taking damage back <laughs> right but you had really limited options like if you use up your two revives that was it um so a lot of people yeah like if you weren't keeping up with the current power base and you spent your jewels you know you didn't know where to spend them quote unquote correctly or you just didn't get yeah. lucky you know you could find, find yourself you know outpowered for the current content um and there was really no way around that apart yeah. from to either spend jewels on revives or or whatever um Oof, i remember that so if this is more of a, like a 3d action game and you have the ability to dodge and zoom and move around the 3d space and yeah. not just instantly die when you run out of turns then i think i'd be happier with that as a solution like yeah yeah you know you're not forced to spend again in theory you could potentially outskill instead of being hmm. forced to spend i feel like that's a happy medium right yeah i guess yeah i'm curious what the ui is gonna look like because we haven't seen any no usage of yeah how you use these trophies do you reckon it's like i don't know let's say they reuse well, looking the old... at the movement again yeah it looks like you're kind of just you're kind of on an autopilot right like that circular ring might be like your area of exploration but it kind of moves right like it looks like you're more like turning your character as opposed to like kind of moving the joystick yeah i just wonder if there's like an arrow that's going to be pointing like you're always running and you just like point the yeah. arrow like oh you tap it a looks button like to that like white auto bar run, yeah and you just like you drag it across the top of the screen or maybe the bottom of the screen to move the white bar mm -hmm. and he just runs in that direction until he runs into something yeah i'm really curious to see how it plays yeah like, i don't know and i guess going back to the combat like you said like i wonder if you just like tap for regular attacks because you can move again like if you're on a phone are you gonna have like up down left right on a on a virtual d-pad on your left hand side and then yeah like you've seen like playstation emulators so. right where you, you have yeah. the buttons more or less overlaid on top of you on top of the screen like i wonder if and i guess you would have like, like a list of yeah no i think so i mean i would have to i mean i guess it doesn't have to be but i mean it looks like that's kind of how it, you move in this arena or this little battle sequence it's very like the world ends with yui or neo at least the way that he sort of skirts around the place i feel yeah like. i like it i love it <laughs> yeah i quite like it too like i really 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 enjoyed um the way the world ends with you played mm -hmm. um so i was gonna say like do you reckon that mickey visiting scholar icon is going to come up in this game through like some sort of flash forward or again now i'm referring nah. to the end of melody of memory or would yeah, that be I what he's getting separate. up to Okay, because like they've, they've obviously say, made Scarlet yeah. Kylum assets, right? So, do they make him exclusively uh, for this game, or do they make him for Kingdom Hearts Four? And now they're just taking, you know, low res versions of them, chucking him in the mobile game. Oh, oh! Do you think Mickey's gonna visit this version of Scarlet Kylum? Well, it's that or the one that's kind of got yeah. semi destroyed in <laughs> in uh, Dark Road, right? I kind of was assuming it was that one. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously they've got those assets already completely built, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would make more sense why he would visit here, right? Because why would he kind of be sent back to where he was before? But I mean, he says Scarlet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Scott, I mean, I kind of still don't trust the way the interview talks about how like the city is built on top of itself and that this is an older version and they just build the new version on top i still feel like like this one's built on the landmass and the other one's built on the on top of the ocean yeah 
Yeah. I don't really I trust don't remember like that a, a, a tiered city kind of explanation so much. Um, I don't think unless it like breaks apart, but even right, then, unless like, this one gets destroyed, yeah, yeah, which it could. Which <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's why Xehanort was removed from the city because they knew but, that that shit was going to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. Going back to like my whole, we're playing as part of some secret order. That's I don't know. Like if you read the Book of Prophecies and you knew, oh shit, Scarlet's going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Would you want to like train? Would you want to spread that information and cause chaos? Like, would you want to let people know the apocalypse was coming, or would you want to just like keep everyone calm and try and find a way to stop it? I mean, it might. Right, if we're doing it this in factions again, I mean, they might be still following the Green Notebook. Like, it might come down to another war between unions again. Do you think we are going to be into factions, do we? I I would say so. Like, it seems that that kind of seems to be the trend. Interesting. And, well, I guess all in the games I've played, right? Like Pokemon, you had the three different divisions, and then Union Cross, you had the five, and uh, so. Interesting. I didn't even consider that, but yeah, I suppose so. Wasn't well, Sigurd? Isn't he? He's dressed in a very small-looking coat to these guys we've seen so well, far. Well, I was going to say more of his like background. Like, I, <clears throat> he might be part of some like, like five gods or something like that, or Norse mythology. Oh, sorry. Yeah, from the Norse mythology. Uh, I think he fights. What is it? He fights a dragon, I believe. I forget. I forget exactly who he is. Lassison? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I was just saying, maybe like they have some animal or some constellation or something associated with them, and will be under, you know, okay. you know, factions of those or something. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I don't see. Right. I I don't see why. We would be fighting together, right? I don't. Know. Like I guess that really only comes from Union Cross, so maybe, yeah, maybe Ephemere is like Ephemere was kind of against that. hundred percent. So maybe yeah. it's like you aren't splitting anyone. <laughs> We're staying together. Yeah. We're light battling the darkness. That. We're not competing against each other. Right. But then what would what would be like? We wouldn't be collecting Lux, right? We'd be collecting something like what, Intel. What, what what would be our currency? Yeah, our, I don't know. If we're just XP. like if we're just scouting around then yeah you just get experience for killing heartless back in a like in a typical kingdom hearts game but you just go on oh. missions this time around like and you what aren't necessarily collecting is... locks right what if we're collecting hearts okay i mean that could be something yeah okay go back to like the og like Xemnas' style of summoning kingdom yeah hearts. well like he had to get the idea from somewhere yeah right? sure it seems like his ideas or like the ideas are coming from the past usually okay 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 I'm on board. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Like, this generation decides to go through with it. They're like, because they talk about like there is a way to summon Kingdom Hearts, but it's forbidden. Like, where did that forbidden? Where did the forbiddenness yeah. come from? Did it come from these guys? I imagine they'd come up with a different way to summon Kingdom Hearts, though, because it feels like each one's different. Like, there's always a different way to summon Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yeah. It it's similar, but. Well, like you have the seven world hearts, you have the ama- amalgamation of hearts for the organization collected. You right, have the artificial kingdom the, hearts, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess those are two artificial, and then you have the what the one light versus the one darkness, which splits into the thirteen and the seven, and the seven princes of heart, and the seven lights, or the orders, or whatever from Dark Road. I, I, guess those, I assume that that's just effectively the same thing, right? Like you just gather seven lights. Right, and then but Baldur was gonna defeat thirteen lights, right? Just to 
to summon Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, which is or like the opposite of what Sora did. The shadows. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like he was trying to make his own version of the Keyblade, right? Like if he if he corrupted thirteen lights into shadows, would he not also have his thirteen keys and then turn that into the Keyblade and summon Kingdom Hearts? Don't you have that? Well, but the seven verse thirteen only originated from BBS because the because wasn't it because Ventus and Venetus broke the Keyblade into thirteen pieces of light and darkness from their one true light and one true darkness. Uh, bleh. I don't know. I still yeah. I feel like the original I mean, I Keyblade. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I know that's that the original Keyblade definitely did split into seven pieces of light and thirteen of darkness. Right. Like that. That was the whole thing. I think in in DDD, saying it's like he took it. I, you know, I kind of took a shortcut method to getting where I needed to go. I did one and one instead of seven and thirteen. It was like a shortcut to the to the goal. Well, I think he was saying that because didn't wasn't the idea was that Vin, Ventus and his darkness that was the original crafting of the Keyblade. I guess that's inference. We we don't ever actually see that, but I assumed that was what he was referring to. Uh, what he was saying. Yeah, I still feel like there was an original one that. Yeah. But I, I guess I get what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I think the there is one more thing I wanted to bring up. Please. I know we've been talking for hours. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, right, there's a scene, if you can find it. I'm not sure if you... Uh, you probably will under- know what I'm talking about. Like the whole... When they're doing like the light and darkness and then like dreams and contortion or something like that. Do you know what I'm referring to? Uh-huh. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that because my idea would be uh, the opposite of of dreams would be nightmares, which, you know, we've had the spirits and the nightmares in Dream Drop Distance. So the fact that they, I think twice in this, um, refer to contortions. So I'm wondering if that's going to be like, you know, maybe that's a translation thing, but I don't know. The fact that they, they brought it up a couple times is like, that's a weird word to to hmm. use. <coughs> yeah, okay. I or mean, distortion, yes, they use, not like, contortion. They use three opposites from each other, right? Light, light and darkness, dreams and distortion, remembered and forgotten. But yeah, it's distortion. Yeah. It's sorry, the opposite of a dream. I guess it's a dream. If it's not a nightmare, is it like an idealized version of, oh, I have a dream. I'm going to be this, you know, I'm going to be, you know, successful in this and that and this and it's like an idealized right. version of the, of your real life or is a is a distortion like a corrupted version of that like it's a yeah i can see a that distorted version of it's a, yeah i didn't really sort of consider this but it's a good point you bring up yeah no and i like your interpretation of that as well it's not like specifically like falling asleep and going right it's more of like the your ideal version of the the future as opposed to you know a corrupted version of the history of, of right. the future like if someone distorts your view of another person, it could be like because they're you know feeding you misinformation, but now you see them as yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. And then uh, yeah, contortion was at the very end, right? Like in yeah. Okay. The night you awoke in this world, the stars shone contorted in the pitch black sky, which is yeah. Okay, it's a different word. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Hmm. But that is interesting too that the the whole contortion in in the 
in the sky. I wonder if that has any meaning. Hmm. Right, because that's that's a pretty odd thing to to note. It's if like the world itself has reacted in some way to Brain's arrival. Yeah. Yeah, like he something like maybe like I don't know gets jettisoned and like breaks. <laughs> oh, maybe it's a tear in the fabric of time and space. Here we go. Yeah. But then that would mean this would be a different world line, right? Hmm. Okay. Which doesn't really line up. But it could be like maybe instead of a tear, it's like a a reverberation. Like he's just kind of slipping through time and not <laughs> necessarily. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's something different, you know, it's idea that you can about. come up with. But yeah, tomorrow yeah. we'll find out when the beta drops. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. just hold on tight. And, uh... <laughs> so I guess uh, we can we can start wrapping up. Um, yeah, I think. What do you think the overall, or I guess we can leave it there. I was just going to curious what no, your no, kind of overall thought was behind what this story is going to be about unless we already touched upon it no that's a good question i i guess from a meta level like we're trying to set up i think you're trying to set up kingdom hearts 4 is going to be a big part of it um Mm -hmm. as well as i don't know i mean i'm trying to think of it from like a meta level as well like okay you want this to be a game that'll last quite a while is from my point of view like i don't think you set out a gotcha game to be a quick flash in the pan and then it's done i feel like you want it to be a platform that people will get invested in and stick around with for quite a while spending lots and lots of cash regularly um mm-hmm. so like i said are we are we part of some sort of group that's working in the shadows to to achieve some goal whether it's because i my only idea is like because yeah, we have established that we know what the book of prophecies is and we seem to be going along with it like are we are we trying to make sure order is kept in the various worlds like what what are we trying to do um, yeah and they can you know invent endless you know heartless that will go and pollute these various worlds that we have to go bop but yeah i don't necessarily know oh yeah and then i guess so you I have mean, the, yeah. the the other plot points of trying to set up okay well whose grandparents uh, who you know his brain <laughs> right and Kari's yeah. grandmother and potentially Sora and Riku's grandmother as well or maybe even Terra and Vens and, Ar- and Aquas not Vens sorry are we going to meet their parents like what's the point apart from just a, oh yeah cool their parents cool like I feel like Kyrie's grandmother for sure like she literally seems to be re- reading the book like referencing she has the book to of have prophecies. read the book of prophecies yeah and because isn't like the pop-up book at the start of that like shows both yeah. of them yeah isn't that the book of prophecies it's a, yeah not that that matters but i mean it is kind of you know she's telling the book of prophecies or telling the ancient keyblade legacy to this child straight to Kyrie, many yeah. times yeah like Kyrie's like tell me again she's like again <laughs> so it's like she has pretty good knowledge of you know what what transpired back then and there would also parallel straight to player and xehanot right like xehanot is being told all these stories about you know, oh, players past yeah. and player is now, you know, quite an old person themselves. Yeah, wanting to pass true. on stories from this ancient world. Like, I assume it's, you know, quite similar. Huh. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And maybe it's not Kari's grandmother, but maybe like, again, Kari's great Well, it would have to be... Like, another yeah. couple of generations on, but you know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, I imagine young Xehanort and... Kyrie's grandmother, yeah, would probably be about the same age. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
which is why Vor seemed like such a good candidate, except she got the alt, unfortunately. But, <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, why bring up, like, what's the point of bringing up bloodlines now when you seem to have established the idea that Sora was this pretty unique, dull, ordinary boy that <laughs> his unremarkableness was kind of it's almost what made him special right like he was special because he just he always stepped up to do what was right he wasn't it wasn't by birthright mm-hmm. that he was given this power he just he just does what's right he is he is who he is um right and we i don't necessarily like the idea of going back and giving him even more specialnessness i don't know i think the specialnessness is going to come from the player like I, I i really am leaning towards him being uh the player character but who knows yeah i i could i could see him being some level of reincarnation or like the player's heart ends up in him somehow i suppose even though Zexion only saw three hearts in the three little boxes i don't know right but if, if Sora himself is a reincarnated version of the player. Yeah. Like, His heart melded with. Yeah. Or becomes the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could say that. I don't know. Wouldn't be sure about it. Really, it, it. <laughs> doesn't matter, I guess, in the end. But it seems, I don't know. All the signs kind of, like, seem to point to that. What if player becomes like, your I think Sora especially the whole. And my original theory is correct. <laughs> like, his third life oh, is your he's the master of masters. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Sora is the master of monsters. Couldn't even finish that without throwing up. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think. Okay, I, I'd have to go back through and, and look at all the evidence for that. Uh, if there is, I, I honestly haven't looked into it, so I can't really. I, I personally don't think it is, and then I think about it some, and I'm like, hey, it's possible, but I haven't like looked at the arguments for it and stuff. <laughs> but mean, anyway, that whole scene with Ephemer and Sora in that like light, kind of mimicking player and ephemer like i don't know i i think that just kind of not seals the deal but like definitely makes it very concrete in my head i guess we'll say i guess we'll say all right then we're gonna leave it there folks almost at three and a half hours <laughs> what i thank you as always man this is always a good time i do really enjoy doing this yeah no me too man that's awesome um yeah uh, yeah and be sure to leave comments if you guys have any you know if you want to add to it and we'll uh pick some out definitely remember to leave some about recoded as well and we'll you know we, we did talk about data brain i mean see it's it's everywhere recoded so important to the storyline <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean if you guys again like have particular topics you'd like us to cover um well again we have a whiteboard full of them but we're always looking for new submissions so yeah uh, i think this has been episode two of state of the heart and we thank you again for listening or watching however you choose to consume it um yeah if there's still platforms that it's not available for you that you'd like it to be available on um do let us know in a comment but i think what has done a really good job of getting a lot of them out so far um yeah i'm trying i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) but yeah obviously youtube spotify and a fair few of them fair few of the big ones so far but yeah um this is our first time doing this and I think we're doing okay so far. We're kind of keep learning, kind of keep trying, but yeah. 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 Missing link beta definitely tomorrow. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely tomorrow. Dude, I legit, if it's tomorrow, <laughs> man, that'd be so Cancel cool. work, cancel all my obligations. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I got it. I got to go. Sick. 
all right guys well thank you very much and we'll talk to you later all the best bye bye Bye.